the star, the star. The star. Yeah, yeah, y'all already know, y'all already know. Seven the pan, seven the pan. That dude fizz on the fizz on the feet. Yeah, yeah. We live in entertainment, entertainment. Sound change, sound change, sound change. Crown the king, crown the kings on the this is where it get ill. About to have a tip off live as a tip drill. From the court to the diamond to the track to the big skin flying around the field. Starting five forever keeping it real. If it matters in the world of sports, world of sports, teams and all seas, they taking no shorts. So hot the tempo. Yes, these other sports podcasts live as a pro's course. This market wave is starting five goes off, goes off. No matter who you cheer for, emotions out the window. They analyze it with clear thoughts, clear thoughts. They take it way deeper than the force ever force. No longer got any use for the four letters. The latest news, score stats in the view from the sideline. Ain't no guideline, it's just the truth, just the truth. Yeah. No need to dig for a part in line. It's always this season to keep the start five. Start five. We going in on three. Run the baseline, start five. Get we got what you need. We got what you need. If the sports news you see, we don't waste time. We talking because we live it. We got what you need. We got what you need. We going in on three. Run the baseline, start five. Get we got what you need. We got what you and y'all know me, seven sign, I'm the illest cat stick. I got what you need. I got what you need. I got what you need. We back. Thank you for rocking out with us as always. This is the newest episode of the Start of Five. As always, you can see me getting a delivery for the family who is actually walking out the door right now. This is what happens when it's live. Shit goes down, however the fuck it may be. Black folks getting chicken. But <laughs> enough of that. Y'all see the scroll on the bottom. Star 5 Podcasts on everywhere. The Star 5 Podcast.com, all that good shit. I'm, there's a mixed bag of why I'm even rambling, stumbling, rumbling, bumbling. Football season coming soon, if you didn't get that reference. But um, you know what? To get my thoughts together, I'm going to go to the homie that's next to me. They got the hooks rub sign next to him. Hey, uh, I'm glad to be here. I just saw some good wrestling, and it, it, it worked in perfect as a segue to this because we, you know, it's a wrestling episode. And so I'm I'm having a good-ass day. Um, Dan, you didn't say nothing about your week, so I'm assuming it's good. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there because, no, I did not have a good week. Oh but, man, here we go, man. You gotta but, have a good week, man. To to, to you gotta get to, one good weekend, then. Eventually, but to brighten up today, because today's episode, we as we declared that we was gonna have the pro wrestling theme song, ring music, entrance music, however you want to call it, had to call this episode the Husky Chainsaw Invitation. Hold on, wait. Now you said to brighten up today, and I don't right. think well, this well, well, me up. well. This let me, me let I'm me about to spill someone. You got me about to spill something right on the fucking thing, man. Come on, suffer, sucker, Tash. Let's go. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna show that video later because that shit was fucking hilarious. Yeah, I'm legit, yo, right. I'm legit teared up about that a little bit. No, but but yeah, but let me get finished to get through because the joy is talking about wrestling. The music, we're going to be talking about the music. I'm going to try to put some snippets in there. But to talk about all of this with us today, 
is one of the homies first and foremost, but one of the faces that you're going to see at this year's J1 by way of the Blackfinity Gauntlet Content Creator Summit that is the Wrestle Talk edition. And you know, when I when I do these Blackfinities, I got to always keep it to the essence of podcasts. And you've seen the homie's face on this show before. Introduce yourself. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Brian from the UWO podcast. I am one third, even though technically right now I'm one half because Eddie unfortunately passed away hunting deer goose. All right, to Eddie. Uh, but yeah, no, nah, uh, I'm excited to be here, Dan. You know, it's always love. Uh, you know, I love talking wrestling. And yeah, we're just coming off of a, a live ass pay per view that just literally just finished up a couple minutes ago. And um, I'm very excited to talk some wrestling. Yeah, well, you know what? Let's go over. You know, I, I I hate being the hype beast when it comes to the shit like this. Fuck my week, Tyrone. I'm sure you had a good week, but fuck my week. I'm oh, sure I'm gonna have I'm gonna have another week of getting forced on overtime again. But, but I'm not. Oh but I'm not gonna hook, rub, and spice it in on you. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. You know, you're not you gonna rub. You're not gonna rub my meats with the best barbecue season. Pause. In the world. Pause. You're gonna yeah, rub your. I know that now. You're gonna Pause. rub your own meats. With the best seasoning in the world, and go to hooksrub.com and use the code starting five. Hello, Miss Crafty Canto, aka Dina, aka the woman who is probably on the other side of the room, Brian. Right over there. Oh, 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 and 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 we get Miss Dominique coming out finally. What up, B? She didn't come here for us, she came because Brian's here, but that's all good. That's why we invite the brother. But anyway, yeah, yeah. hype beast it up, hype beast it up, <laughs> hype beast it up. Let's go, <laughs> aw, all out. Right? Am I wrong? Did I... Well, we just had all in. It was all in. Same oh. shit. Yeah, they went all out. Yeah, all in definitely went all out. Tyrone. Uh, we're not gonna go through the whole match card because we all are pretty much fresh off of it. Highs, lows, favorite match. Guest Brian, you go first. Uh, I'll be honest with you, there were no lows in my opinion. Uh, personally, I enjoyed the show top to bottom. Uh, to see Will Ospreay get his moment in London was amazing. That place solidified the fact that this young kid. Not only is he the best wrestler in the world right now, currently, but this guy is a megastar. And like he said, you know, six months from now, there's an opportunity for some company to straight up back the Brinks truck up to this guy's house. And, you know, someone's going to whisk him away from New Japan. Or could he stay there? Quite possibly. But the boy's so white hot right now. And like we were talking about prior to the show, Dan, literally that, um, you know, he's the only guy right now currently that can brag about the fact that in the past two months, He's defeated Kenny Omega, Kazuchika Okada, and now you can add Chris Jericho to that list. Um, Soraya winning the title. We were talking about this prior to we came on, too. It was a really cool moment, man. And, you know, to come full circle, and if you really think about it, they had somebody sitting in the audience up there who was the person who, quote-unquote, injured Soraya prior to her last time actually wrestling again. So... You kind of threw Mercedes Monet into the mix now. And, you know, the women's division at AEW seems a little bit more interesting. Um, of course, the main event, uh, I love the swerve of the double pin. And then 
they were both like, nah, fuck that. We're going to go until this match ends. And, you know, Roddy becoming a factor at the very end and Cole playing the heel the entire match and, you know, doing all the dirty tricks while MJF is trying to be straight-laced. It, w- it was cool to see them, like, you know, pull this out and MJF, of course, getting the dub at the very end. It was a damn good show, top to bottom. Shout out to London. Y'all were fucking turned all the way the hell up out there. And like the list was said earlier, man, it they everybody on that card went all out. Word. Especially the old heads. Like I, my my hats off is to all the OGs of wrestling in that night. Mm-hmm. From Jericho doing exactly what a veteran is supposed to do. So for anybody that thought Jericho was supposed to win, you don't really know this shit the way you think you do. Jericho did what he was supposed to do as an OG veteran. But he did the damn thing. Who else was there? It was Jericho. Sting. That motherfucking Sting at 60 plus years old done showed his ass like shout us to ed i even forget to add christian in the old head book because christian ain't i think christian christian isn't 50 yet right well he is he might be he might be but christian is having a better comeback than edge absolutely even though edge just kind of called it quits for now we're not gonna sit here and speculate on that he did a decent job in the match tonight again I'm mad at the black man losing. I'm mad at the black man loot taking the pin and not even taking the pin, taking the fucking coffin. How about that? But that badass Billy Gunn. I love the teases with the tope and he was going to hit the ropes and come back. And then there was buddy and what's name at the ropes. Stop them. Then they got him down. And then um, what's his name? Fucking um. What's the other big dude's name? Why am I forgetting everybody's name now? Uh, Brody King. Brody King ended up doing a whip to the ropes, run off, dove through, knocked everybody out. Buddy, I mean, uh, what's the name? Decided to to try it again. Then Julia comes up, stops it. But then they wrecked Julia. But <laughs> we talked about that pre-show. No need to even continue with that you, one anymore. That statement can go many different ways. <laughs> We're going to leave that one alone right there. But then it was just the, the closing moment of they pulled it off. There was really nobody else other that should have had them trios than them, you know, with the exception of like a death triangle if they came back or BCC. But they have enough seeds out there that they can eventually, you know, everybody can get their fair shot with those belts. But they said they promised the world's biggest scissor <laughs> scissor moment and then they closed off with that. That shit was fire. The 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 annual, the every pay-per-view West Side Gun sighting. The West Side Gun sighting, always right there on the corner. Yeah. He was there. It was at for me, for the amount that I saw, I thought it was dope. The way I was watching it, I'm reading the comments. I'm talking my junk in the comments, making people laugh, yada yada. But most of these people, I'm just like, you kids. Like you little kids, like y'all just don't get it. But it is what it is. Tyrone. I didn't have any lows. I, I really didn't have any lows. I love my high was uh MJF and Adam Cole. I, I enjoyed that. I had a lot of fun watching that. I wanted 
I wanted both of them to be dirty. I wanted MJF to hit him with the ring. I, I wanted Cole to hit him with the belt. I wanted all of this to blow up. When Cole threw the belt, uh, the tag team belt out the ring, I said, oh, here it is, here it is. I wanted something to happen. And then I kind of wanted Cole to hit Roderick with that belt. When he picked yeah. it up and Roderick kept saying, do it, do it. Yeah. I'm like, hit him. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that was a high. But, like, I really – my highest of the highs was – um. Like you said, when when Sting and and, and Darby was in that then that, that casket match, I said Sting don't need to be in this kind of match. But then to see what Sting did in that match and to see his performance and to see when like Darby was down for a while and Sting had to hold it down by himself for a little bit, and I'm like, my man Sting is still holding it down. He Sting has splashed him, you know. What I mean? <laughs> he got the uh, the Scorpion Death Lock on, you know. He held it down for a while. And um and just to see Darby being made being you know willing to put his body on the line like that, like you know I just was talking about, and I'm not trying to compare AEW to WWE, but I was just talking about Finn Balor and LA Knight had a match, and I was talking about how like LA Knight was slamming Finn on the uh on the announcers table, and you can clearly see Finn slamming his hands down, and his head wasn't even close to the table, and I'm like he's not even trying to sell this, you know what I mean? So to see Darby Allen just hitting hits on his body without with no remorse, to see him being willing to dive through the ropes with his hands, both hands tied behind his back, it's something like that's out. That's that's amazing for him to be able to and to not and, to, and not only to do it, but to pull it off, not hurt himself, not hurt nobody else. I just thought I, I just thought that was outrageous. And um and then to your uh concern about the black man having to lose, I I'm not that mad about that because who who was gonna go in that casket? You wanted to put Christian in there? I think Christian yeah. earned the right over Swerve to not be putting that casket, my man. I'm just saying it's seniority. Not, it's not we'll just call it seniority. Me. Right. It's not about <laughs> it's about but you I know, get it. Christian's been doing this. Swerve, you you gotta find your lane, bro. So I, I'm not I'm not mad at Swerve being the one to be up in the casket, neither. And his hair was out, and I and I demand a rematch. Because <laughs> I just want to see it again, you know what I mean? <laughs> But yeah, that was a good show. I like that. Yeah, overall, it was it was a fun time, man. I think Dan might be frozen real quick, but yeah, no, overall, it was a really fun show. Uh, great time. Like I said, the UK crowd was rocking, man. That place was going nuts. Like even Jericho going out there and having his Freddie Mercury moment, and having the entire fucking Wembley Stadium singing his song and shit. Like as much as we could talk about like the old heads, yo, Jericho's been doing this shit since like fucking early nineties and still being relevant to this day and going out there and having that shining moment out in the uk was a great great fucking experience for him you know what i'm saying props to jericho for that you know what Apologies. i like about jericho right you know what i like about jericho remember like maybe like a year ago everybody was calling him fat oh and he came everybody back looking thin as shit and then a month later, Jericho came out. <laughs> like, I, you know, what I mean? the gills. Man, got right in shape, didn't he? I was mm -hmm. just like, y'all playing with these dudes, man. Well, <laughs> I mean, play. if if in shape is cave chest, then he's killing it. Come on, yo, he was. Nah, fat. I don't. I don't. You I don't think. Dan, stop. I, shout out. Well, you hate the, the homie B Rob always hates on Jericho more than I'm just joking. I appreciate Chris Jericho's presence and what he does within said ring because, yeah, he's old. 
yeah, we want we want the older veterans, some of the older veterans to start walking away to try to make new spots for the youth. I'm sorry. Every company needs veterans like that to help get people over, whether you like it as a fan or not. Whether you like it as a fan or not. Those no. OG veterans are the ones that help but the youth in more than just the in-ring. Mm-hmm. Way more than just the in-ring. A person like him, and especially because he can still go. Yeah. Because he can still go. Yeah, that, that was my main point. That was my main point that if 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 Jericho couldn't still go, it wouldn't it wouldn't hit the thing. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? It would be like, oh, Osprey just beat up on an old wrestler, you know, it wouldn't hit the thing. But the fact that Jericho can still push these kids to their limits, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Jericho can still make it look good. It's like he's perfect for that job, you know? Yeah. And and to be honest with you, with that match, like he didn't even like he he will um, I'll put it like this. Will work to what Jericho could do, mm-hmm. and yeah. it still came off flawlessly. Yeah. Because I mean, just the flips. The I mean, I I basic for Will Osprey flips, because they ain't basic for my fat ass. But basic for Will Osprey flips, he still made them shits look clean, effortless, and fucking perfect. But everything with a veteran like him. Everything was properly placed and properly timed. It just wasn't a flip flop and fly event. Am I wrong? Or am I wrong, Brian? No, you're you're a hundred percent right on that. And here's the thing, too. And like you said it perfectly, Osprey worked down to Chris Jericho. And and that's not a knock on Chris Jericho at all. Chris Jericho, obviously, his age is showing, but like like you guys said, he could still fucking go. Like you put him in the ring with anybody right now. Chris Jericho can still work with him. And a guy like Will Ospreay, this is why I said earlier, Ospreay is the best right now currently in the world. Because you can put him with a guy like Kenny Omega, who has like a ridiculous gas tank. You know what I'm saying? You put him in the ring with a guy like Okada, who has a ridiculous gas tank. And he can go 30, 40, 50 minutes if need be with any of those guys and never miss a step. We just saw Ospreay tone it down the way Chris Jericho said in the promo, you need to tone it down or you're going to end up hurting yourself. And even him toned down is still like a plus level when it comes to the world of professional wrestling and him working with Jericho, he made Jericho look good in where Jericho was supposed to look good. And, you know, Osprey just, he, he's just great at what he does, man. It's like the best thing that could have happened to him is what happened to him five years ago with Jericho making that phone call because he went from a guy who was like, you know, the guy who broke the internet doing all the flippy shit with Ricochet to, you know, a credible former world champion in Japan. You know, he's the hottest free agent in the world of professional wrestling bar none, no offense to MJF, but you know what I'm saying? Like, this is the guy that if, if I was to start a promotion today and I had the number one overall pick, that guy is Will Ospreay because I can put him in the ring with anybody and get a great, if not good, matchup at all times. I'm, I'm, if, I'm taking MJF over Will. I ain't gonna lie, because I, I, I like the whole my my whole wrestling thing is the whole package. Oh, and agree, although, agree. Although Will is way superior to MJF in the ring, don't get it fucked up now. But mm-hmm. 
for the whole package, I just MJF just you know he rubs me the wrong way in a good way. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think I, I think he's, he's you, definitely one A for me. Yeah, I think you can't go wrong either way because this Will could talk that shit on the mic too, and it just feels that much more believable and more real. You know, I love MJF because he plays the character on either side of the fence perfectly. But it's the what he's doing right now with the face type work that he's doing. He's uh oh shit. I see a wrestler. You work for WoW, right? I see you on the on their TikTok all the time. It fucking kid who's, who's uh, works indie wrestling with uh wow, he's wearing a bullet club shirt. Irony that we all his wrestling talk, but I could tell you, I could show some of his joints on. On, he's not a good talker at all. But I digress. But <laughs> but speaking of good talkers, it's like with MJF when he's playing a face, like it almost feels genuine. But he gives that vibe of when is he gonna stab you in the back, mm-hmm. which is a good, which is a good balance to have to keep everybody on their toes, to keep the people as far as the fans, to keep. The the who you're working with and making it look believable, like that's a great package to have. To have that, like yo, just that that little something. It's that little that little itty bit that like really not many of anybody in today's wrestling truly truly has outside of him. But just to cap off this, you mentioned the six months thing, Brian. This is why I do not want to see Will Ospreay in the WWE. It's not because of any bias, not because of any. I would love for him to get the huge bag. And if they are the ones to offer it, dope, fine. But I personally think if a guy like that were to go over there, it would fail them tremendously to not have him already standing right at the top. Not starting from the bottom because they didn't make him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That the work that that kid has put in over the past few years is like he he doesn't need their 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 shine. The only shine that he could have behind them is the bag and the promotion. After that, the character's been built. The name is already there. You don't have to name him like. William the Spray Osprey or something like just to add your little twist to own the copyright claims and stuff like that. Because the, the first thing that I picture, if he were to go there, they're going to immediately just inject him One right to Ricochet, right out the gate, because yeah. they're familiar, just like Cody, Seth Rollins, familiarity, breeds content. They're going to go right there, and then it's going to be going to be, and then what? Yeah. Well, then Logan Paul, well, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Here's my thing, though, and and this is what this is where I go. I, I'm not sure who to believe because a lot of the wrestlers, a lot of the wrestlers say that they don't buy into the business. They buy into we're wrestlers, we're friends. We want all of wrestlers to succeed. That's what I've been hearing lately, right? So in that case, putting a guy like Roman Reigns, a guy like Seth Rollins, a guy like uh, you know. Brock Lesnar, guys that have been around for a long time, couldn't they go to WWE and say, listen, if we bring this dude in, we're not going to feel upset if you push him to the top. We're not going to feel no type of way if, if he goes into the title range. We're not going to 
we're not going to hate on him because we we see what this guy has done we see what this guy has come from and and we know that he's already earned it. he didn't earn it here but he already earned it so don't bring him in here and have him and and, and have him you know beating up the Miz on some jobbing out shit. Bring this man in here. We know he's got the talent. Put him in with Seth. Seth can say, hey, put him in with me. I'm good. I'll, I'll go over for him. You know what I mean? I can like, see like, that. I can like, see you. I'm just I saying, see like, saying. The, the wrestlers want to put out that narrative that that's how they feel and that's how they really live their life. Then do that shit. But that's the thing. I we From that company, I don't know. Maybe at like a certain level of stature within the company, I could see that out of people. Like I could see the new day putting them over like that. I could see Finn like, yo, let me get at him because of the, the, the new Japan connection. Plus, he can go in that style. Seth Rollins, I can see him do that. Cody, I can see like I can see him with certain caliber of people, but like that upper upper echelon, I don't see them turning the way it would be freaking phenomenal if they did that and i love that you said that like that but personally i to to infuse my opinion on it i don't see it but i think triple h knows paul Heyman definitely knows because that video was resurfacing again in like the last month or two of when he called him up on stage when he was doing his uh that little that little like talk back session in england yeah. Years back, like when he Ryan. offered him a contract, <laughs> pretty much he offered him a contract right on the spot. Um, to me, I like I agree, I would love to see that. Like, I want him, like, first matchup, I want Rollins because of all the shit talk they were doing a couple of years ago. Like, that's the matchup I would want to see right off the rip. The biggest problem with this, and this is where, like, in my opinion, the WWE and AEW had like a fundamentally big difference is the fact that WWE, it has to be a corporate decision. Like, as much as, you know, Rollins would petition or Finn would petition or, like, even guys like Braun or, like, somebody else would be like, oh, but let me get my hands on this kid. As much as we want that to happen, it's got to be a corporate decision because with WWE, they're financially preparing, and I'm not just talking about storyline-wise, I'm talking about company-wise, they're preparing a year in advance for whatever the next big thing is going to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, like as we talk about this Roman thing for so long, it's been going on this long because they've had this shit planned. Like, I even said it right before WrestleMania on our show. It's like, as much as we all thought Cody was going to win that match, it's like a thousand days is right around the corner. And WWE is going to promote the shit out of his thousand day reign. And then when he starts hitting a thousand, that's when you start talking about Pedro Morales. And even coming towards next year, it's like, as much as we want Cody to finish the story at Mania, two more months and Roman passes Hogan. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you're in that gray area of, yeah, you can make a decision and throw someone brand new in there that could fuck the whole game up. But corporately, they can't do that. You know what I'm saying? Corporately, it's like, all right, this is a great idea. But like Dan said, and what's been touted about with Vince McMahon, he has a God complex. If it's not his creation, he's not going to push it straight to the forefront. Look at when AJ Styles came over from Japan. It's like he got a ridiculous reaction at the Royal Rumble. The place went ape shit. Every person in that building knew who he was. And they pumped the brakes on him immediately. They pumped the brakes on him right off the rip. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you were getting your wins. You were getting your good wins. But we're, we can only do so much right now. You know what I'm saying? And to me, with all due respect, it's an insult for him to go back and first match up be Ricochet. You know what I'm saying? In WWE. As in right. AEW, it's that... It's that mentality. It's like, 
oh, I want to make this kid. You know what I'm saying? I want to do something with him. I want to put him over. Look what Jericho did to Action Andretti. This right. guy hasn't done shit since <laughs> Jericho. Right. He has not done shit. He, he is tag teaming with fucking um, Darius Martin. Not even Dante, because Dante's out with a leg injury. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're tagging with him, jobbing out on fucking Ring of Honor in fucking collision. You know what I'm saying? But, like, AEW is willing to make that risk and take that risk with somebody. And, like you said, he's already established. Everyone who's an AEW fan knows who the fuck Will Ospreay is. So if Will Ospreay was to walk in the day after he signed his contract, walk right up to MJF and say, I work here now. I want that. It could happen. And the crowd would buy into it, and they would sell a shit ton of tickets just like that. Immediately. Immediately. And 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 the other end of that with the whole AEW, and again, we're only looking at the two biggest, because to be honest with you, those are the only two, two of the three companies who could afford him. Mm-hmm. Let's just put it like that. Two of the three companies who could afford him. But AEW, it's that the AEW and freedom aspect. The freedom within AEW of you can you're working less dates than the WWE, probably getting paid close to the same amount of money, and you have the opportunity to go and work from the small indie to the GCW to the New Japan to the NOAA to like and 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 thankfully Tony, whatever you want to say about his booking, whatever. He's keeping these relationships that the WWE and Vince McMahon destroyed over years, which we all wish the WWE could play well with others. Yeah. And I I am a fan that will say that until they start doing it. I wish that they could go back to some of the old school 80s and even some 90s stuff where they did work with a new Japan. It would be like one night only things. Imagine how phenomenal that would be that you get a Sonata versus a freaking Sonata versus a, a, a Seth Rollins right now. Two top champions, shit like that. Okada you know versus saying? Roman. Okada versus Roman, shit like that. Like it would be phenomenal. And the WWE fans would lose their shit. You know what I'm saying? They would lose their shit. And then they would all of a sudden start to, oh, I know about that guy, unlike. When AW does it, it's oh they didn't give me enough story about that person. <laughs> hey, Brian, hey Brian, I don't yes. know, I don't know how much you watch this show, right? But they always see they always put me in bad positions. They want me, they know I'm argumentative, so I gotta be the devil's advocate every time, even if Bring I go it. in the group, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm gonna just say this because you brought up AJ Styles, and I'm gonna be the devil's advocate on you with that, right? Okay. I'm just gonna say that. We all can agree, or if y'all don't, I don't care. I'm going to say my shit. We all can, well, I can. I'm not going to say we all. I can say that to carry a company like WWE is is much more difficult than to carry a company like AEW, right? Totally, totally agree. When you put a certain wrestler in a position to carry a company, which means he's the top guy there, he's got to be able to do it. And so that's where I think that maybe WWE has a little bit of problem with saying, can this guy carry the company? Because remember, AJ Styles came in, they they pumped him a little bit, he had a, he he did everything, they fell back off him, but they did give him a chance to carry the company. And I'm sorry to say, AJ Styles' title reign wasn't great for me. He didn't that's where he, you're not he, wrong. He, he didn't carry them 
to where they should have went with him as champion. So at that time, too, it's got to say, like, okay, you know, Will Ospreay's great, but if we put him up here, he's got to carry this. It ain't the same as him carrying AEW. You know what I mean? So it's like... That's where the trust in the pencil comes in. That's where creative doing the right thing because most of these companies, like WWE is not like the F where you were able to really go in and politic your shit. You know what I'm saying? Like you, It looks like, you know, if you are of a certain caliber, if you are of this top 10 high echelon of who we view in the company right now, you might have a say-so in certain things, but do you truly have a say-so in certain things? And in the way they dis- display their product, it doesn't truly show that. I mean, shit, we just went through like a year or two ago where they all had to stop streaming on Twitch. Why? Because they couldn't control it. Until they worked the deal to where now, I, like I like to say, WWE is the biggest 360 deal in sports. Where they're the company that's got to get a piece off of everything. And I I feel your point on the, the person carrying the company, things like that, but they have to put that. I mean, every wrestling company is kind of like that. The company has to be behind you, mm-hmm. but they also, in their case, they have to write and craft the perfect story to make this shit work. This bloodline story has been it's it's had its a lot of its ups and downs within me, but it's been the most perfect and best story they've told in light years to where it makes sense to have Roman still be at the top. Even even with them making the titles feel irrelevant in the whole story, that man is still the top dog in that company. I, I get I get everything you're saying about creative. I get it. But I also got to understand, you got to understand too that when you have guys, I'm going to use the prime example, Undertaker, right? You have a guy like the Undertaker who had a good creative gimmick and he rolled that out, right? And I'm going to tell you no lie. When Undertaker changed to the to the Ministry of Darkness, Undertaker, I didn't like that shit. But Undertaker, because it was Undertaker, because it was Mark, he, he made that work, even though it wasn't good. Ministry of Darkness, Undertaker was not good. My man made it work. Okay. Also, Biker Undertaker, Dead Manning, all that. That wasn't good for me. I didn't like that. That wasn't Undertaker to me. But my man Mark made it work. Okay. But so, the, but that's what you you're supposed that to do. Sometimes you got to make shit work. We 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 are not in dispute. We are in total agreement because when they give you a gimmick, you have to go out there and get it over. But also, the fans still gotta like you, regardless of what your gimmick is. They still got to like you or AJ, give them reason to hate you. AJ was still the phenomenal one. They didn't change oh, his gimmick. 100% agree. And here's the thing with AJ, right? And I can also relate this back to Punk. It's it's not that he didn't have the opportunity to run with it. It's that there was always an underlying person that was there to take that shine. And we can go back to John Cena. You know, and and this isn't any hate towards John Cena, but you go back to Punk's run. Punk was champion for almost 500 days. How many times did he main event a pay per view? You know what I'm saying? Because because why? John Cena was there. AJ Styles, same thing. When he when he was getting his nice little run, there was somebody in front of him. You know what I'm saying? They were they were pushing the hell out of the Undertaker. 
You know, Bray Wyatt was over as fuck. You had the um, the Festival of Friendship going on. There, there was like a lot of better storylines that were getting more like you were getting more entertainment value from them than you were from AJ Styles just being a phenomenal champion, which he was. He's a great wrestler. Like he's he's in my top five overall. But you know what I'm saying? When the company isn't trying to promote you as said world champion as the top of the card, it's I, I can't blame. I can never blame the wrestler when it comes to stuff like that. I got to blame you know the right. creative. And it sucks yeah. because, and this is where we're going back to Osprey. It's like, even if Osprey was to come in within those six months, we all know the focal point is still going to be about Roman Reigns. You know what I'm saying? Even when that belt goes off of Roman, the story is still going to be focused around Roman Reigns. Luckily, and I won't say this because the brand split is shit, you have two world titles now. You have two brands. You can separate. You know what I'm saying? You can keep Osprey on one show. You can keep Roman on another show. Or if you throw him on the same show, that would be my biggest fear for Osprey. You know what I'm saying? Because he's always mm-hmm. going to have that one person in front of him that the company has already established that's going to be, you know, that underlining thing over wherever he's being placed. And I'm glad you segued that way because back to Osprey, because that's where I was going to go segue back to because of the homie Ed's comment right here. Bronson Reed beat Okada clean in the G1. And look how the WWE treats Bronson Reed. Like this is what we talk. This is what I'm talking about when it comes to mm-hmm. this. And I love the WWE as much as everybody else, but they've been around that much longer that I feel that it's way more justified to talk about where they can do better on top of where they've been doing great. Like they've been doing great, but they could do better. We'll have this. Uh, we'll have this conversation for another day, especially <clears throat> behind the whole. Oh, they're not using this person. They're not using that person. How come they're not doing this with this person? How come they're not? Yo, if wrestling fans had their fucking way, the hundred, the, the entire hundred plus person WWE roster is is allegedly getting a push. They would all be world champion. Everybody oh, would have the fucking oh. belt. <laughs> yep. That's what I'm saying. I listen to these people on these things talk about, talk about all their ideas, right? And I'm like, that would be terrible. Like, like y'all don't understand this shit at all, bro. At all. But what up, Jamal? What's like, going on, y'all? Sorry for being late, man. What's happening? It's all right. We 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 stalled off enough time because we are just fresh off of. We are just fresh off of uh, AEW's uh, all out, all in. My bad. How was it, yo? It was all out. It was good. Yeah. Good. Okay. It was good. It was good. It was really good. It was as good as that wood cutting over there. But yeah, yeah, yeah of course, <laughs> of course. When I got to do a podcast, that's what. Hey, I hey! I started <laughs> off with the fucking ice cream truck, weed whackers, cars. You know how it goes down when we trying to enjoy the fresh air. In the, in the nice weather and stuff while we do what we love to do. But yeah. as we do what we love to do, we we always, when there's certain passings in the world, we always give our love and condolences and stuff like that. Coach Wizard, I don't know about that. You might be a little bit bugging on this one. Best pay-per-view this year. I would I would think the other the last AEW pay-per-view was a little better than this one, but I digress. Hey, Coach Wizard is my, um, that's my brother. Oh, peace to you. Peace to you, and Coach the, Wizard. And, and I I'll say he's him. not far off. It, it was a I damn good pay-per-view. No I word? agree with him. 
Yeah, it was, was that good? My favorite one of the year. Well, first off, what's up, Ty? What's up, Brian? My bad. What's happening? What's up? What's up, man? Mm-hmm. What's happening? And see, Ed, I, I, I said, mm-hmm, because this is what I mentioned earlier, Ed. If Osprey goes to WWE, he'll get booked like he's former nemesis, like his former nemesis, Ricochet, and job to a Paul brother. Yeah, exactly. But no, just dude, need to y'all like Ricochet? Hold on. Y'all like Ricochet? He's Ricochet a phenomenal like- talent. He's a phenomenal Dang. wrestler, but but, but my character you, sucks. I would yeah, his character sucks. characters in wrestling. I can't. I'll, I'll throw I'll throw this out to you guys. We talked about this on our show a couple weeks ago, right? I said it. I was like, yo, with all due respect, there are certain people who are WWE guys, and there are certain people who are AEW guys. If you're gonna be a WWE guy, you gotta talk on the microphone. That's rule number one. Ricochet can't do that. He he doesn't get pissed off. He's he's always happy go lucky. He he thinks he's the Rock 2.0. It's like like say something of substance, man. Like you, you ever <laughs> see that meme of the guy with the stick saying, "Come on, do something." Like that's how I feel with Ricochet. It's like yo, you like yes, you're phenomenal in the ring. You're fucking crisp at everything you do. But you got to have personality to be a WWE superstar, man. And he he's not a WWE guy to me. You throw him in AEW right now? Oh, he'd be a fucking megastar. He'd eat because he wouldn't have to talk on the mic either. He wouldn't have to. He wouldn't have to. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, they they get a little. They've been getting real mixy with their uh, with their factions and all of that stuff. But throw him with a Prince Nana, (laughs) just somebody that could talk. Anybody that could talk. Shrimp cocktails all day, right? (laughs) Shrimp cocktail. Look, look. Brock couldn't talk. And and we all know Roman was not good on the on the mic neither. But what happened? Uh, my name is Paul Heyman. You understand what I'm saying? But then what <laughs> happened after that? They both got better. Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> they both got yeah. better. Ricochet has been there for how many years now? And I hate talking about the brother like this. What well, he's you, been there for how fucking well, long now? Well, look, and it, it, okay, <laughs> well, look what MVP put him in. The, they should have put Ricochet in the hurt business. Then look what MVP did for, uh, for your boy Bobby Lashley. Hundred percent agree with that. Word, you know what I'm saying? But, Bobby Lashley but, couldn't talk neither. Bobby Lashley was nobody, and now Bobby Lashley don't don't. That's and he true. Get his own little group going. You know what I mean? That is yeah. true. Mm-hmm. But but again, Bobby Lashley over time has improved on the microphone. It was a long because time, but he did improve. Because of MVP. Because MVP, yeah. you all forget back in the day, MVP, he wasn't that good in the ring, but he talked that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Word. But but people who talk that shit, walk that shit, perform that shit to the best of their Show abilities. <laughs> mm-hmm. Rest in peace to Bob Barker. Yeah. Oh, Dude, I, yo, like, Shout out to the homegirl Jade on TikTok. Like, she made a post and it was just like, is it just me or didn't it feel like Bob Barker died like years ago? And I'm not going to lie. It really, like, he retired and literally just, like, drifted off into the ether and just lived life. You know what I'm saying? I wonder if it was even that. I think he may have gotten sick or he started facing, like, he started getting awful problems. 
No, but ninety nine years, yeah, years old is a whole life. That's what you that's what you're supposed to do, man. I hate when yeah. when when people that been in the limelight retire and they still want to do shit to try to stay relevant and they just suck everything up. I like to know Bob Barker as the host of The Price Is Right, and that's all I want to know, man. So when he retired, I'm glad he want to wake because I didn't want to see him do shit else. I didn't want to know well, Bob I mean, Barker nothing else. You know what I mean? So he's he you know? spent like 70 of his like 99 years as the host of the prices, right? That's all we were gonna know him as. And no, as no, you know, and, the you know them people that try as to the guy who punched Happy Gilmore. He had to like, fight with Happy Gilmore. Yeah. <laughs> is it is it wrong that I saw a meme saying it, it would only be Bob Barker to get closest to a dollar? <laughs> <laughs> like I saw that, I was just like, nah, man, nah. I'm the, the, I can't. Yo, I'm gonna go I, to hell because go I got. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I, 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 mm, that that's a that's a perfect joke, but I appreciate a joke like that in 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 his case because the man lived a full life. Yeah, right. You know right. what I'm saying? It's not like it's not like who we're going to get to with the other person who lived a full life. We lost the legend Terry Funk. If y'all ain't old enough to truly understand the man's importance of this business, just think back to just, and, and some of y'all, I mean, everybody here is of the same age range, roughly close to, that understands what Terry Funk meant to this business. Yes, sir. We, might, we might not have been uh, able to see what he was doing in Texas at the time in his early years, because that man has been wrestling since like the sixties. You know what I'm saying? And, but just go to ECW, go to when he went to ECW and how he helped them with their first ever pay-per-view, push them to like prominence and to think ECW was only around for seven years, but Terry Funk took them I, I mean, there were certain other things. Shane Douglas is dropping of the belt in the garbage, turned Eastern Championship Wrestling to Extreme Championship Wrestling. But Terry Funk's stamp legitimized Extreme Championship Wrestling. Lists of matches you could watch. Go to his 1995 King of Death match, match with him and Mick Foley. If you're not a big fan of deathmatch wrestling, try it because that's the perfect way and perfect storytelling within a deathmatch. Not like today's deathmatch wrestling where it's just slam somebody on a bed of nails or a fucking board of scissors just for slamming them on on a board of scissors. You know what I'm saying? Um, Besides that, like when, when that man was a heel, like true heel, like he was of the era of real death threats, people pulling guns out on you, people trying to stab you wrestling. That's right. <laughs> but that's why I, I appreciate it. Now I, I really wish Mick was there. I don't know how they couldn't get Foley there to make that tribute the other night on SmackDown, but that's why I really appreciated what Cody Rhodes said because Cody Rhodes said when he was a kid, him and Dusty was in the airport, not even on wrestling in the airport. And, and Terry was out there harassing him. You know what I mean? And that's 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 a lot of the stories that I heard about Terry Funk. It's like Terry Funk 
if he's the bad guy, he's going to hate on you. He might come to your house and say some shit to your wife. You know what I mean? And that's what I appreciate. Like, he was that dude that made you, when you hated him, boy, you know, you hated Terry Funk. You know what I mean? And that's what I appreciate about him. I appreciate that. I know it's kayfabe. I know it's fake. But when you make me feel something inside about you, thinking it's real, that's when I, I appreciate that kind of, you know, dedication to the business. Word. Like, Jamal, like, like, I get, like, to what Tyrone is mentioning. He's from the era of real kayfabe. Like, he's from the mm-hmm. era of where you could be a heel in one territory. But then you start Texas and you're the bad guy. But then you go to Memphis and you're the good guy. But then you go to Florida, you're the bad guy again. And you mm-hmm. have to carry that persona in each ju- each right. area just for the believability aspect so people can throw out that money. That's what I'm saying. That he was one of those dudes that could eat in every territory, pre-internet. You know what I mean? Um, and I th- the last joint we did, I forgot what we did. I think we all named our top five wrestlers. I had Funk up in there. I, I had him almost up there as important to wrestling as uh, Stu Hart in a dungeon. For the amount of wrestlers he trained, the folks that came through in the, the you know the precedency set, so. But yeah, man, it's a that's a, it's a big loss, man. A big loss this week for wrestling. You said go watch Terry Funk's work in Japan with Onita Hansen and Bruder, Bruiser Brody. You're gonna talk right. about killers, straight killers. Terry Funk sure. had one of the greatest NWA feuds with Ric Flair. Absolutely, Brian, the I Quit match. Terry Funk is your favorite wrestler's favorite wrestler. Word. That is the God honest truth. All the old vets that are still kicking to this day will tell you Terry Funk is that guy. Think of this. This guy has had five different Hall of Fame careers throughout his career. In the 70s, becoming the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion because his brother missed the flight and then held it for 14 straight months. In the 80s, being one of the first wrestlers to be featured in featured films. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm not talking like little independent films. I'm talking Roadhouse. I'm talking over the top. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a guy who's been transcending the business. And then after filming those movies, he comes back and has that feud with Ric Flair where he turned on Ric Flair right after he won the world title. Pile drives his ass through a table. And then they have uh, that. We can classic- keep it real about those movies, though, real quick. Those those movies were were Stallone independent, okay, okay. <laughs> independent. Right, Anything with the best Stallone in the eighties was making money. Let's be honest. He, word he up, word up. And, and I didn't even want to disrespect him when he said over the no, top. I, I heard you giggle. I heard you. Okay, okay. I am the one person in this world who enjoys over the top. No, yeah. I do too. I liked it. I liked it. It's just jokes. It's just jokes. I liked it too. See, I got, I got the hat backwards. I was prepared, but um. But no, but like, you know what I'm saying? And then you look at him in the late 80s, early 90s, him coming to WWE and having those matchups. Like, Dan, you know me on the show, right? The first show that I ever went to, I talk about this all the time, was the Saturday night's main event. The one thing I always talk about on that show was Jake the Snake Roberts and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. What I never talk about on that show was the main event. The main event of that show was Terry and JYD versus the Funks. That was the first and only time I've ever seen Terry Funk wrestle in person in my entire life. 1987, I was three years old. Think about that. Since then, this motherfucker has come back to WWE as Chainsaw Charlie. Didn't get everybody knew who the fuck he was. It's like that stopping wasn't helping anything. You know what I'm saying? Then he leaves there. Goes to ECW, helps build that promotion. 
from the ground up, even though they were Eastern Championship Wrestling, but was one of the cornerstones of when they turned into Extreme Championship Wrestling. This man has given more rubs to people than hooks, okay? You want to talk about Ric Flair. You want to talk about Tommy Dreamer. You want to talk about fucking JBL. You want to talk about uh, the New Age Outlaws. This guy has worked with so many people. And not only that, and one thing that people don't talk about is the fact that he helped in the early years of Ring of Honor. He was another one of those old school veterans like Dusty, like Percy Pringle, like Jim Cornette, who went down to the early years of Ring of Honor during the DVD era that we called it, Dan, and helped establish those guys too. This guy has spent his entire career winning championships and helping produce other stars. The same way we just talked about Chris Jericho and All In, giving that rub to Will Ospreay, Terry Funk, in the later half of his career, should be glorified for that, for helping making this new generation of professional wrestlers what they are right now. The last time he was seen on WWE television, this man was handing a chainsaw to Dean Ambrose prior to him versus Brock Lesnar. The last wrestling event that he was involved in was a video sent to Battleground Wrestling at the ECW Arena for Matt Cardona versus Bully Ray. This is a guy who was a straight, like most wrestlers wouldn't even fathom the career that this guy has. And you know what I'm saying? And like me being someone, like I said, I've only seen him live once. I was watching Terry Funk through the WCW. I was watching Terry Funk do uh, videos of uh, Strangle Mania, the ICP, getting the shit from F- FMW and redubbing it over in their way and watching him and Mick Foley in that exploding barbed wire death match, watching him and Bruce Brody on YouTube, watching him and Onita in FMW. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like somebody, I forgot who said it earlier in the chat, this guy revolutionized the business for over five decades in two different countries. Uh, you can't do nothing but give praise to Terry Funk. Word. See now, Ed, I didn't put this up yet. You said Terry Funk is the MF Doom wrestling. Wrong. Wyndham Rotunda is the MF Doom wrestling. If I have to give it to somebody that we're giving condolences to. Mm-hmm. And I only correlate it like this in the way because of the mask. When he was able to change from, you know, Eater of Worlds and, and you know, the, the, the Wayland Mercy version of Wyndham Rotunda. I mean, of, of, of Bray Wyatt. Oh, and Husky Harris, motherfuckers. PBR people just calling him Bray. He was Husky Harris first. <laughs> but the change from Bray to the Fiend, it kind of, uh, it, it kind of, that's where the Doom correlation, and y'all know me, the Doom guy, the Doom correlation comes to me because Doom was able to flip between MF Doom, King Ghidorah, and the vaudeville villain at will. Bray could go back to being Wyatt Family Guy, Eater of Worlds, The Fiend, whenever he wanted to. And then his multiple iterations of The Fiend, like, all of it was phenomenal. Now, the sad part is, is the last match we got to see him in, it kind of sucked. Mainly the end kind of sucked, which was the Randy Orton with the big jack-in-the-box and... The ending of that was just, just terrible, but 
nonetheless, you want to talk about one of the more creative youths in professional wrestling? It was that guy. Like, he possibly, to me, probably the most creative in that entire company. And, like, when we talked about before and having leeway and, and being able to do certain things within the WWE space, he was one of those, the, those minute few that you can tell his touches was all over everything that he went out there and did. Because he probably wouldn't have done it if it wasn't. Of course, with said approval, but he probably wouldn't have done any of what he'd done if it wasn't his way. You know what I'm saying? And that's the level of that's the level you want to kind of reach to when you're getting into the WWE, where you have your creative freedom, which is again very limited. Only a select few can get that. But what makes this suck the most is the fact that the dude was only what 36 years old. And it made a lot of people, a lot of young people, a lot of people even close to around our age group and stuff, in some ways feel their own mortality because, you know, complications with COVID led to like a rare disease built up in him that caused the heart attack. And we lost a young dude very surprisingly. And literally, what, it was the day after Funk, Brian? Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. It, it... Like what, what creeps me out really about this whole situation, and I'm not, I'm, I don't want to speculate when it comes to this, but it was very similar to what happened with Brody because Brody contracted COVID, you know what I'm saying? And then heart complications and you know what I'm saying? And to me, Bray Wyatt's legacy is this. He is the most original, creative, risk-taking guy to ever step foot in WWE. We talk about we talk about you know wrestlers getting their gimmicks and people writing for them, but you got to go out there and own what you do. This is a guy every single time, no matter if it was like you said, Husky Harris, the you know the army tank with the Ferrari engine, or you got you know uh, Waylon Mercy's version of Bray Wyatt with the you know the lantern and the creepiness and the horror film stuff. Whether it's, you know, the Firefly Funhouse Bray doing the Muscle Man dance or revealing his creation and the theme or even this Wyndham Six that we were supposed to get. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a guy who took risk every time he stepped out there performing and doing something that we like we as wrestling fans aren't really accustomed to because we always got it in small doses when it comes to supernatural stuff. But we never fully got to see this man's vision. You know what I'm saying? Like we always got a sample of it. It started getting good. And then, you know, something just stopped it. You know, whether, whether it was his uh, world title reign getting ended by Goldberg and Saudi, whether it was that botch, whatever finish at hell in the cell with him and Seth, it's like the wheels were turning. We were on our way there, but you know, mm, we stopped short. You know what I'm saying? We always stopped short with Bray. And it sucks because even just this iteration of Bray, you know, the idea of the Firefly Funhouse coming to life and we were supposed to get all these characters, we're never going to see that, you know? And it sucks because as a fan, like you said, the guy's only 36, man. Like, we see guys nowadays in their 50s and their 60s. Bray could have been a character or a wrestler who could have lasted decades just based off of his gimmicks. He wouldn't have had to have wrestled. 
He could have just been whoever he wanted to be. Hell, I'll even bring it back, and I know this is a bad comparison, but hopefully you guys get it. Bring it back to WCW with the Dungeon of Doom. You know what I'm saying? And Kevin Sullivan having his little army of, you know, his little mis- uh, mis- Zodiac. <laughs> Zodiac. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the job of the Yeti. hut dude. The Yeti. Gotta say the Yeti. But you know what I'm saying? Like building this army around him. And it was like we always were about to get the payoff. But, you know, now learning of what occurred with Bray and the situations and realizing how serious his health issues were, all of these times that he's been pulled, it's like, it's like, damn, like this one, this one sucks. Like it sucks real bad. And, you know, I, I won't discuss, I'll, trust me, tomorrow on the UWO podcast, I'm going to discuss what somebody said on TikTok that I know oh, most I'm of gonna, you gentlemen know. Well, after everybody talks, I was going to play my response. And how I created, but t- Jamal, Tyrone, whoever wants to go. Go ahead, Ty. Uh, it's just amazing. I always go on, what are, you, what are we supposed to feel about this person? You know what I mean? When I watch wrestling, I go, what are we supposed to feel about this person? When Hulk Hogan was doing the training and the prime vitamins and all that, I was like, we supposed to feel like he's a hero. He's a real American. We supposed to feel like he he's the conqueror. You know, we were supposed to hate, right? We were supposed to hate him. We were supposed to be scared of him. We were supposed to hate him. We were supposed to be mean. We were supposed to be nasty. We were supposed to be all that thing. And we loved him. We loved him. I loved Bray. I loved seeing mm-hmm. him. I loved the whole thing. The crowd loved him. The fireflies. Everybody was in on it. And it was like, when you can get over and be the person that everybody's supposed to hate, and you get over in that way, and you still can keep that same character, you don't have to change. You don't have to be good. You don't have to do nothing to go to the audience. You can get over still being this hateful, evil, mean dude. It's almost like for me, like we watch horror movies. It's like we love Freddy Krueger. You know what I mean? I love Freddy Krueger, but he's Freddy Krueger. He's evil. He's mean. He's nasty. I'm not supposed to love him. That's what I felt for Bray, right? And then, like you said, with him being creative, that Firefly Funhouse was some of the most craziest shit I've ever seen on wrestling. But the way Bray played it out, the way he smiled, the way he laughed, the way he made it seem like a kid's show. <laughs> I mean, the way he worked that, I, that was some of the ama- most amazing things I've ever seen. And like, like, like Brian said, I wanted to see where they were going with this. I wanted to see how far I could take it. And even the thing with Alexa, like having Alexa Bliss come in and be a part of that. And then when you, you could see when, when Bray left, they didn't even know what to do with her after that. They were like, yo, this you were so good in this situation with Bray, and now we, we have nothing we can mm-hmm. do with you because we was going somewhere with that, and that, that fell apart too because Alexa could have stayed a part of that for her whole career with Bray and, and being part of his whole thing. So to see somebody that had that much influence in that little bit of time and to be that creative in that little bit of time to lose somebody like that was like, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's, a, that's, that's real hurtful to me. No, he's right. Um, Bray was an incredible talent, man, incredible artist. Like the way he got over and the space, the gray area he occupied to get over, he's like a natural successor, that same energy uh, and progression of, say, Undertaker, you know, Kane, um, uh, folks like that, added a little Ric Flair into, into it, you know what I mean? Just that guy who you're supposed, you're supposed to root against him. But it's so it, the portrayal is so dope and so straightforward and so real. You can't you end up rooting f- for him. Even even Austin, all mix all that up in one. That's what Bray was, in in, in that package. You know a little bit of Sting, all, all that. And um, you know 
again, it's the, and it, 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 we're at a point again where, you know, it's another premature death of a pro wrestler. Um, you know, I know he had the heart condition beforehand. I think COVID exacerbated it, um, but it's unfortunate, you know, it's unfortunate, you know, and, you know, another talent at the peak of his game taken too soon. And it, you know, you, you love this wrestling game, but man, it's, there's pain to this love of wrestling, bro. There's yeah. pain to it, man. Yeah, because it's over the decades. It's just mm-hmm. it's always it accumulates. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's but it, it accumulates, but it it accumulates by way of the age, yeah, of the of when these guys die, men and women die. Like I don't remember her name exactly, but the the girl from Japan, Brian, who she you know she unalived herself because uh, of Hanakamura because of fan interactions and things like that, and. It's little shit like that that like people don't take into account, especially being a fan, or especially being like that asshole that I had to finally take off my friends list and block because it was quite possibly the dumbest TikTok I've ever seen in my life, where this kid tried to gatekeep how people should grieve. And <clears throat> Bray had better execution than Kevin Sullivan as a booker. Kevin Sullivan as a booker, okay. But Kevin Sullivan, the devil guy, he literally had people throwing Bibles at TVs, legitimately scared of him. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But this, again, different era. I hate using terms when I'm not in the business, but the the label of kayfabe was different. It was different. But back to the dumbass fans and it's just how dare some of y'all motherfuckers try to gatekeep, try to gatekeep how how fans grieve. Now, still to this day, because of the sport of professional wrestling, Owen Hart is still the only celebrity death that I've ever cried over, because of how shocking, sudden, and knowing that that was supposed to be the last Blue Blazer stunt performance ever, and then after that. He was finally, to, to what I recall the stories were, he was supposed to go on his championship title pursuit and eventually get it. Like, they had the cards lined up for Owen. That's what destroyed me out of it. anything. So you can't tell nobody, you definitely can't tell me how to freaking grieve over somebody, but because I had people were tagging me, people called me, asking me like, what should I, what, you know, what's your thoughts behind this and all that, but especially because of this clown, I refused to give him clout like others did and stitch it. But I was thinking all day at work, what could I do? What could I do? I had to do something with the candle. I, I So I had to pull out a candle that I was supposed to never burn, but I had to use it for this. See, death is one of those things that we all kind of have our own personal relationship with. Yes, sir. Some of us are ready for it, others aren't. Many of us have our own ways of handling, coping, and dealing with the understanding of we all have to go at some time. I know I, I know I still don't deal with it the same. Ever since I lost my grandfather back when I was in uh, the third or fourth grade, 
And that's very real. And I still have nightmares about to this day that nobody's told me how I should ever deal with the loss of my family member. Now, we all did just lose two certified legends in the world of professional wrestling. But what's been completely asinine is the way fans are telling one another when and how they should lose over wrestlers that may have impacted their lives in one way or another. Me, I can never tell you how to grieve because that's the wrong way to, to think. It's the wrong thing to do. Nobody's ever told me how I should continue to grieve over the loss of my grandfather. So I can never tell anybody else how to grieve over somebody that may have impacted them. So with that being said, if you're one of these assholes out there that are trying to gatekeep, enforce, tell whoever how, what, where, when, and why they should pay respects and grieve towards somebody that they felt impacted to, I need you to tell them to get the hell out of your face and we'll grieve however we want. Good shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had to do that because I was thinking more like I wish I had like a little tea light candle. I had my little hookah cage, so I was going to put it in there to make it look like a lantern. But the, the whole blowout was obviously the, the Bray Wyatt the to the Bray Wyatt character and and uh, and what he did with the lantern and all that. I I appreciate what you've done, Dan. But for me, people were saying the same thing to me. And anybody that see me on TikTok, y'all know how I get down. You know what I mean? And y'all know this was the prime opportunity because I love the opportunity to go in and eat people alive. But I I couldn't do it because my mindset was that for me, I honestly don't believe that that man believed any of the shit that he said and when he was talking about respect for his family and he was talking about all the bullshit that he was spinning and all that i just honestly i watched it and i did not believe nothing he said and so for me it was like this dude he knows what the reaction is going to be he knows what people are going to do he knows everybody's going to go after him and this is a clout chase on somebody's death you see what i'm saying this is a clout chase on bray wyatt's death and and i'm not going to participate in that I'm not going to participate in it. So how you how you manage to figure out how to do it, and you manage to figure out how to make it respectful, you manage to figure out how to keep that guy out of it and kind of not give him the clout he was looking for. When 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 I saw it and I saw everybody stitching him, and everybody, because a stitch sends you to his page, no matter what, no matter what happens, you stitch it. Somebody wants to see what he said for you to make that stitch. A stitch sends you to his page. A stitch sends you to that video. A stitch makes you watch it. And so, either way, even though we was responding to him, hating on him, whatever y'all was doing on TikTok, y'all still sent people to his page. Y'all still, he still got that clout. He still got that gratification. That's what he was looking for. So, I appreciate you, Dan, and finding a way to answer him, finding a way to respond to him, and finding a way that everybody knew who you was talking about without talking about him. Me, 
I can do that because my ass is like I'm a blast this dude, and I didn't want to because I didn't want to give him no props. So I, so me personally, I left that whole shit alone. Word, and and I feel you because the the way that the ending was, my first recording was a little bit more vulgar to where I didn't need TikTok to give con- uh, any more copyright strikes or not even content violation strikes to me because this this platform has a weird way of slapping the wrists of the people who set up videos like that and not the initial video recording and it's weird but to bring us back to light because now we're going to finally dive into the husky chainsaw invitational i'll explain the 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 fun behind the name in a second can i I just jump in for a quick second yeah 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 go ahead because dan you know that on our show we have a specific segment for people like him and kyle hasn't even heard it he just knows of it he hasn't heard it yet so tomorrow on our show and you know how we get down there are zero punches that are going to be pulled when it comes to addressing this idiot he ain't gonna get pull no out cloud of biggest, us. pull out but, the biggest golden shovel you can Oh, I keep the shovel handy. It's right here. (laughs) (laughs) So trust me, I am going to ether this motherfucker tomorrow. So just want to throw that out as a little. I'm gonna have to listen to it a day later because you know I'm. I might. I might have to jump on Facebook for that one while I'm at work because I never jump on Facebook anymore. But whatever. But rest in peace to all the legends that we just lost within this week. Um, I know there was another wrestler that died too, but he was like lesser known. I forgot his name. But somebody posted it up, man. But rest in peace to all the legends. But just to bring back some levity, because I said I was going to play it. I don't even, you're going to have to explain, or I'll go back to the video where, where this came from, Tyrone. But this shit was fucking hilarious. He's tripping. He's stopping me. You are the fucking man for this shit, yo. He tripping. <laughs> Why you do that? All my life I had to fight. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? My stomach is double tap. My I am suffering. <laughs> I've been suffering because of this thing, man, my whole life, my whole life. I'm tired of y'all. I'm like, I'm getting off the vet. Like, I'm never sleeping again. Psych. <laughs> 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 he said, psych. <laughs> can, 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 can you please break that down for us? <laughs> so, I got this ongoing beef with this girl on TikTok that plays PlayStation, and I'm an Xbox guy, so we've been beefing back and forth. And uh, this woman out of nowhere decides to jump in and keep taking up for her. And so one day she just put that up there that, uh, you know, with the suffering sucker's ass ass. And I, that was like a spawn of my childhood that I cannot get past. Like when I grew up, 
And, and mind you, I went through years of speech therapy to get to where I'm at today. If y'all would have known me in elementary school, y'all wouldn't have talked to me. I would have spit all over you. So, so suffering succotash really hurts my spirit because they've been saying that to me since I was a baby. Like, you know what I mean? Literally since I was a kid. So when she did that, I was just like, you know, I got to do something about this. And uh, so I just spent it in a way that she didn't think that I felt like I was really mad. You know, I tried to make, make it play for whatever. But for real, for real, nigga was hurt. <laughs> I was a little sorry about that. But I, you know me, I always I always got to win. I'm not I'm not going to let nobody defeat me. So that's what she no got. Word. You know what I mean? But shout out to Shayna, uh, fellow panelist on the uh, Blackfinity Gauntlet this year. But she killed. I, I literally just seen the comments today. And she killed me with the it's 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 okay, Bestie. Oh, <laughs> you see it? Let me go back. Let me go back to that screen real quick. When Yo. I that was the first comment I seen right there. You said it's okay, Bestie. I was I just <laughs> lost it just now. <laughs> gotta love Shayna. Gotta love Shayna. But you know what? We also gotta love. We gotta love wrestling intro music, theme music, entrance music, however you want to call it. And this year's, again, this is in memorial to Terry Funk and Wyndham Rotunda. I had to try to find a name. And I picked their two worst gimmicks in Made This Name. And it, as I thought about it after I made the name when I posted up the thing, yeah, I felt like, wait a second, this feels like a real product. <laughs> the Husky Chainsaws. But anyway... I had to go with their bad gimmicks in the naming of this tournament because the brackets, the way we built the brackets, we named our brackets. But for sake of the tournament and for proof that this is random, I hit the shuffle once. I hit the shuffle twice. I hit the shuffle for a third time. And that's your seating. That's your seating for the tournament. But we had to, we had to do, I had to do it like that and had to name this tournament the way I did because we had bad names for our teams and our brackets and how we picked these. I chose the Shockmaster because everybody loves Fred Ottman. Everybody loves Uncle Fred Ottman. Fred. AKA, AKA Tugboat, AKA Typhoon. But most importantly, the Shockmaster. Tyrone, after all that spit from that video, it was evident to why Bastion Booger just fit for his team. <laughs> Mantar went to TJ and Big O. But because Jamal wasn't here, he wasn't able to pick his. So I was remembering, I was remembering this image. I was remembering this image. But I was brain farting on the name. I was brain farting on the name until I picked up the worst gimmicks ever list. And as we were going through it, I said, "Aha, there it is." And like Brian, like what do you, what do y'all like to say when you when you when you're throwing something up on your show? Put it on the screen. The yeah, Max Moon Division. The Max Moon division is Jamal was Jamal's team. Yes, I had to go with the fake Power Ranger 
as far as one of the worst gimmicks ever. Fantasio was just a little too easy. I didn't want to go with Fantasio. <laughs> if you remember Fantasio, the one match he had, the one match, the mime, the, the the mime clown that pulled the streamer out of his mouth forever and ever and ever. We had to go with bad gimmicks with the names, hence Husky Chainsaw Invitational. But that's not to represent the outstanding music that we picked for this tournament. So we're just going to dive right in, as y'all see. Let me get rid of these bullshit ads. First up, I had to change the name because Jamal typed it out as Hulk Klansman. We know him best as Terry Bollea. Real American versus. I don't know him best as Terry Bollet. I know him best as Hulk Hogan. I ain't. I'm not you. I'm gonna say Hulk Hogan. <laughs> versus Shane McMahon's. Here comes the money. Jamal, this just happened to be your picks facing off against each other. We're gonna go down and then we'll go back. You know, we're gonna go up and then we'll go down on each round. We're gonna just keep rotating our picks. But Jamal is up on you. And commenters, anybody in the comments? I give y'all 60 seconds. I put 60 seconds on the clock, maybe 65 because there's a delay. Your votes count. And because of how long we went on wrestling in the beginning of the show, we're only going to do the first round this week. Next week, we'll go on to the next round. All right? And next week, we should be back at our regular time because all out, no, all in, no, all out. I, I, I ain't getting them fucking confused. This is their fault for putting them back to back. We're only going to do the first round this week. Next the week next, we'll my bad. Yes, yeah, all right. All right. The next, and next week we should be back. Done. Gotcha. The next AEW pay per view should be at night, so we should be able to get it done at one o'clock next week. But I will put a sixty-second timer on the clock, sixty-five seconds to be fair, so the commenters can vote, and your votes count. But Jamal, it's on you. First, pick. yo. All right, so the first pick, I mean, it's not it's not a fair matchup, even though they both mine. Um, I'm going to go with uh, – I'll give him a scratch. I'm going to go with Hulk Hogan here. Uh, it's, it's probably the, the most iconic – one of the most iconic ring entrance songs uh, uh, in, in wrestling history. Um, it's, it's hard to beat that, man, and we, especially since we all from the same generation. That was the first – that was one of the first big themes that came out like that. Although a shaving man, here comes the money. It's, it's just it's just crazy wild. I I think he got naughty by nature to do that, right? Yeah. Am I correct? Yeah. I didn't know so that. I, I thought that was one of the, do- the dopest the the dopest ring entrance songs. And shaving man, another 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 dude, another McMahon plays a fantastic scoundrel. He worked that shit. He worked that shit to to maximum uh, efficiency. Um, but if I gotta go through both of them, man, it's, I, I still gotta go with Hulk's, you know, real American, straight, straight cheese. It knew what it was, but if you look at the magnitude of the time period of where it came up and the legacy it still has, man, that shit is hard to topple. So I'm going with Hulk. Well, we got two for Hulk because Coach Wizard also agreed. Hulkamania, Hulkamania, brother. <laughs> well, I guess I, I'm up. Um... As much as I don't want to go against Tretch and Naughty by Nature, um, and you know my opinion on Terry, I'm going to separate the man from the song, and I have to give it to Real American. Every time, every time we do one of these tournaments, y'all find a way to cheat. 
Y'all find a way to cheat every fucking time, and y'all cheating again. Y'all cheating again. Hulk Hogan's Real American theme song and entrance song is a cheat in this tournament. He should be disqualified right away. So needless to say, I'm going with Here Comes the Money. But here's why I'm going with Here Comes the Money, because that's an entrance song. Now, y'all want to sit in and say Hulk Hogan's Real American was an entrance song, but we don't know that song from Hulk Hogan coming to the ring in it. We know that song because every time Hulk Hogan won a match, he spent five minutes posing, and we heard the whole song every time. Hulk Hogan spent five minutes after every match he won posing, posing, posing. So we heard the whole song rotating over and over and over again. That's why we like it. It ain't because we liked it. He didn't get no pop coming in. He got the pop after he won. So if they had an after-the-match song, he can win. But in this tournament, no. Hulk Hogan's disqualified. I'm going to remember that statement. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes crashing down and it hurts inside. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I wanted to go with Shane, too, on this one. Then do it. Hogan's, I'm just pissed off this matchup happened this way, but go ahead. Yeah, Hogan's is a little too iconic, though. It's just way too iconic. Cheater. I'm sorry. But, it's, uh, but the votes are four to one. Commenters, even though y'all not going to really sway this much, here's your timer. So why so with Cheaters, Tyrone, just because it's the automatic? You think you think it's that automatic with Hogan? Where you help my friend? When you only know the words because you heard it so much from the five minutes he danced to it. Yeah, but we we remember the as soon as he's that's all you remember. Like it, he's he's a guy that unfortunately. He's he's got one of those pops that's unrivaled, unmatched yeah. by many, you know. It's synonymous with the man, and I mean it just be that way sometimes. Now, if this was Hogan, NWO, Voodoo Child versus Real American, I'm taking Jimi Hendrix all day. Over, I, I was gonna over. say that should have yeah, been yeah, Real yeah, American. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jamal the one who picked this one, so. Yo, I almost did both, but I I wasn't sure if that was against the rules, so that's why I was about to do Voodoo Child. And y'all, time is up. Hogan for the win. I got to just drag and drop. Normally, I would like that, but not today. Oh, you know what? What the fuck? Oh, start the tournament. There you go. That should do it. What the fuck? Oh, my bad. I forgot. See, it's been so long since I did it. So five to one. Submit the scores. Terry Bollea moves on. Vince's, this one is fucking tough. Yeah, man. Vince McMahon's no chance versus Randy Orton's voices. I got to give it to Vince. Reason why I gotta say you gotta give it to Vince because as it plays on longer and longer and longer, it still gives me the same vibe of when it kicks off and it opens. Randy Orton's we wait for the I hear voices in my head, they talk to me, they understand my singing voice sucks. And then once it gets past that, that's really it. My votes to Vince. Tyrone. Uh this is this is 
the, the voices was my pick, but I picked it because I felt like it was a cool song. I like the song, and I like the other part where the, the bridge where it's like, ah, hey, voices. I like that part for myself. But, um, and it fits Randy Orton, but I got to go with Vince because when Vince was running the corporation, that's how I felt. I feel like if you're going against the corporation with Vince running the whole show, you got no chance. You know what I mean? Mm. Even Stone Cold joined the corporation at one point in time because he realized he had no chance at beating Vince and them boys. So, and the way Vince walked with it, and the way Vince Vince meant that shit, you ain't got no chance. Yeah. You know what I mean, no chance at that. I'm about to beat me. So, I'm, I got Vince on that. Keep it up, my nigga. <laughs> 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 I still oh, can't man. believe Heat Fam got away with that, but yes. And uh, in front, but in, in, in front, in front of book it happened. Yeah, yeah, man. It's about the Shakespeare, as Booker says all the time. But mm-hmm. it, it it probably wouldn't have happened in front of Farouk or Ron Simmons. But did you laugh? Because I laughed. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> but uh, there's three votes for Vince because Dominique voted. Um, Vince also, Brian. Uh, in any other scenario, probably on this bracket, I would probably go Randy Orton. But there's no better feeling than being a manager at a job and right before you walk into work, you play this song, you get ready for your eight-hour shift, and you're looking at these motherfuckers who work below you and let them know they ain't no fucking chance you're going to tell me what to do today. Mm-hmm. I gotta go Vince. I gotta go Vince. I, I, I gotta go Vince. I gotta go Vince. I, I, my vote's for Vince. He said that with his chest. <laughs> Ain't nobody feel You walk up to a dude, you ever walk up somewhere where you know you're in charge of shit and just look at like it's like if you're babysitting. You're like, you wanna stay up late? Ain't no chance. Ain't, Ain't no chance. You know what I'm and saying? You walk in the kids room like, hey, keep that shit down. You Look at here. Vince is the ringleader, man. You got to go with Vince. Power to pencil, have, Jamal. The power to pencil. This is this is easy. If this is Vince, and, and like I said, if this wasn't the matchup, uh, I'll go Randy all day. But Vince theme is iconic. It's it, it's it's one of the greatest heel themes, uh, ring entrance songs that happen. And Vince signed the checks. All this is possible because of Vince. And 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 the debate is Vince. Yeah, you know what, commenters, if, if you didn't comment now, see, number six, number six came in. We, I'm not even putting the 60 seconds up. This is a wash. Next, oh. I was looking at that ooh, just a second ago. Motherfucking randoms. Randomizer, random did this, and y'all see me hit the random, so I ain't cheap. Man, I'm getting some deja vu from that 90s album tournament dance. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know where I'm going with this one, but Jamal, you're the kickoff. All right, hold on. Let me see this real quick. I can't see so far. It's, it's, it's too DX small. versus the NWO theme. Oh fuck! I mean, this this is fairly easy for me. If y'all know me, you should know where my vote is going right off the bat. But it's Jamal's goal. First. I'm I'm gonna go with NWO, man. My man. I'm going to go with NWO, fam, and I can't give you a, 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 an in-depth reason why. It's just when it came to, and I like both groups, but NWO was just, that was a moment in wrestling history when they dropped, 
in that theme song. When when they turn Hogan heel, it's NWO for me. With that music. Damn. Uh, <laughs> fuck you, Dan, for this one. Yeah, man. I, that was I, could, <laughs> hey. I, I know it's not your fault, but I gotta blame somebody, so I'm blaming you. I, hey, you know what? Shout out, shout out to the, the homie Victor from Codex Prime. I was cursing him up and down all episode I did with them this week. We did the top mm. producer slash beat maker tournament. Yeah, as a matter it, of fact, <clears throat> Dr. Like Dre, big, first round. I, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that at the end of the show, and I will explain why. But, but go uh, with your pick. I fucking love D-Generation X. Mm. Fucking love it. You know, the greatest wrestler of all time started the group. That's right, Dan. Greatest of all time. Greatest it's only of all me. Time. Uh, but <laughs> out of respect, especially based on the fact that the name of our show is very similar, if you take the first letter and flip it upside down, I got to go NWO theme because new, new, new world order. Everybody air guitar that fucking shit. I'm sorry. Everybody was air guitar in the NWO. So I got to go NWO. And don't forget, when you're NWO, you're NWO. I am not. I am not about to glance over what my man just said. And you heard him. You heard him. Oh, I already knew. The greatest. Oh, okay. Okay, greatest, just make it clear we heard sucker. what he said, right? The greatest and, um, backstage that, abuser ever. Is y'all going to tell me how to vote? You know what I mean? I can't. I, I love the NWO, but I cannot. That DX theme long, you're going to tell us what to wear. You know what I mean? Break it down. And it started the whole, you know what I mean? The, the X thing and all that. The second, I can't. This was like, this is this, this is bigger than NWO for me. I'm just saying, the NWO, the whole overall thing was bigger, but no, I'm going with DX. I'm going with DX all the way. My vote was easy. It's NWO. Yeah. NWO, NWO birthed those motherfuckers over there. There wouldn't have been a DX if it wasn't for the competition doing what they did. And then, like Brian said, the air guitar, that music everybody had, everybody put it up to two sweets easy. No. Everybody had, but even your brother, even your brother. I'm gonna show the vote again. So I, let me let me click it up to four, because even your brother, too sweet, NWO. That <laughs> <I> train bastard. <laughs> <laughs> but here we go. Be, just off GP for this one. Sixty seconds on the clock. Well, it during that sixty seconds, I'm gonna say once again, Dan tried to cheat. Did y'all hear that? And, and he didn't talk about the he wasn't talking about the song or the music. He talking about if it was I playing, did. Whoa, there wouldn't I be did. no DX. Don't don't well, try to sway the votes. I kicked it. No 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 no. I kicked <laughs> it off cheating, with Dan. that. I Dan, kicked it cheating. off with that. I ain't cheating because I said when that music went off, everybody. Dan Dan, the sixty seconds is still up uh, there. We got okay? another well, vote, the and there's gonna be some controversy at the, the house. Sixty seconds is still up uh, there. The people in the comments heard you say that. You, you should have said that after that. you was done. The, the, the people in the comments heard you say that, so you're swaying the comment. So, so I should have voted absolutely last then, like after the commenters. If you didn't want no, me to No, you shouldn't have just made that shit. statement. You can you can make your vote without making that statement that you made. You're cheating. So no statements, no reason why. No, <laughs> no, I'm, 
DX. <laughs> I did it for Tyrone. And and that time and that time is up. NWO for the win. Because like we always said. Did you add that second four. DX vote though? Yes, I did. Okay, all right. Four, Just make it four sure. to two. Four to two. I'm gonna have a talk with my brother now. I get off this thing. This one here is a little, it's on me. I listened to Ain't No Grave today. My vote goes to the filthy animals. This was not it for the Undertaker themes for me. Tyrone is your vote. I kept it short this time. <laughs> I'm going with, I picked the Ain't No Grave because I thought that that was amazing. Like maybe it wasn't it as the, the song might not have been it, but the whole the thing with the song and him coming into it and the actual music and, and the Ain't No Grave where Undertaker never had words before besides the rolling thing and that wasn't even his song, you know what I mean? So for Undertaker to come out and actually have words and they still did the ten, they still did the bell toll before it came on. So I mean, so maybe you listened to the song and you didn't get the whole entrance. I I watched uh, I watched the video of the whole thing. Oh, okay, well then I don't know what you're thinking about, but I'm picking ain't no grave with that because that entrance I, to me was amazing. Well, when we did it last week and we put up the filthy animals because I wasn't I didn't remember what it was. Give me the Spanish rap over Johnny Cash. I'm sorry, okay. Ryan. Uh, you remember earlier I said I'm gonna remember that. This is why I'm gonna remember that. Ain't no grave. Great song, Johnny Cash legend whatever all right r.i.p i can't give my vote to a song that was a feature song not a theme song it was a one-time use only performance for the undertaker i can't give it that vote so with all due respect i gotta give it to filthy animals i can respect that now jamal yeah, you that. you pick you pick both of these but we left mm -hmm. Ain't No Grave on Tyrone's because of where y'all typed them out. No, I got I, you. I use where y'all yeah. typed them out kind of like seedings. Mm -hmm. Kind of how I left with you, Mark Henry's theme, and took it off of Tyrone's. Um, I'm going with Filthy Animals. That song was bananas. And all due respect to the Johnny Cash feature, like 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 uh, <clears throat> like Brian said, um, and it was dope. But I, I, liked, I liked Filthy Animals better because when Ain't No Grave dropped, it was like a um, it was like a trend that was happening in a lot of movies and television shows where everyone was using Johnny Cash and shit at the same time, and it, be, it was too trendy for me. So I was like, all right, you know, especially as one of the one of the one of the dead movies, the George Romero dead movies had just rocked that, you know, and so it was like a little bit too much to have the dead man use it, and then one of the uh, it was either Dawn of the, one of the, the dead movies that I can't remember offhand, but I thought the, the filthy dead. animals, dead and uh, better. <laughs> yeah, the, the crazy ass uh, um, Latin hip hop, uh, Latin rap song. I, I thought it was, I thought it was crazy. So I'm going with Filthy Animals. Cool. Sixty seconds on the clock for anybody else that wants to chime in. But really quick, I just want to say, no disrespect to the performance, because the entrance and with that song for the Undertaker was, it was dope. Fire. Yeah, it was fire. Dope. 
but it was only to me it was only used for that one mania show if he would have kept it hell yeah it probably would have gotten my vote but i get it now i'm I'm gonna just um i'm gonna make me a i'm gonna use some hooks rubs and spices and put it on my crow sandwich later on tonight (laughs) (laughs) i see i'm gonna eat one of those 20 percent off use the code starting five (laughs) (laughs) i word up but yeah man for i mean I'm surprised y'all y'all pick like Undertaker joints with lyrics. I'm surprised nobody just went with his general basic iconic, you know, friggin' funeral music. Like mm-hmm. that was that was a shocker that nobody picked him. I, he wasn't for me because my picks was all fucking heavy hitters. Like I, I there was no slouches on my team, but time is up. Nobody else chimed in. Filthy animals move on. Ray Mysterio without a mask moved on. Yeah. Now this one, this one ain't fair, random. Living fear, Bray Wyatt's versus New Jack and the gangsters, natural born killers. Tyrone, this is this is your pick. Did we lose you, Tyrone? Oh no, no, I'm here, I'm here. Oh, no, man. not Tyrone. No, no, no. It's Jamal's pick. My bad. Yeah, and right. Jamal was the last. That's one. why I got thrown off. Already. I'm like, wait, did mm. you say Tyrone? Dean is on the right mm. side of history. We Just so you know, Dean is biased. We got one. Yeah, more. man. And I don't want to go with like. I don't want to make an emotional vote here. But I'm probably I'm going with Bray Bray Wyatt's team, man. Mm. Yeah. Uh. It's tough. Uh, yeah, man, I'm just gonna go with Bray Bay. This is one of those where it's like this. There ain't no wrong pick. I mean, I know the right pick for me, but you got you, Brian. Is this gonna cause a fight in the house? Mm. <laughs> I just gotta get the air bed ready. Um, <laughs> I, honestly. I God bless Bray Wyatt. Live in Fear is a great song, but personally, I like the Fiend version better. And even with the gangsters and natural born killers, I'm I'm an ice cube fan. Yes, baby, I know. Um <laughs> but I done heard that song. <laughs> I, I done heard that song so many goddamn times. Yeah, man. And anytime yeah. New Jack works more than 10 minutes, it's already done played like three times. Mm. I, I got to go natural born killers. And mm. not because my woman's forcing me to. Mm. <laughs> I, I, I got to go with natural born killers. She's like Whoa. John Cena. She's, she's like John Cena right now. You can't see her with the gun to your head. Really? <laughs> wow. And did y'all know John Cena and Peacemaker look exactly the same? <laughs> oh my god I heard, the cheating, I heard. The cheating today is at an all-time high okay all-time high i don't care if you say anything because of your woman you know where you sleeping tonight god damn right all right well look well look i'm i'm going to use something that y'all use against me although it was a great song natural born killers although it was great for them to Ruffled to it the whole time. It wasn't they shit. That was Dr. Dre and Ice Cube shit. 
that shit came from something else. That that was they just decided to pick that song as they song and they threw it in there. And also, y'all not talking about it as an entrance song for real. It's the same thing with Hulk Hogan. We only love that song with them because they played it the whole time. They wrestled the whole time playing that song. So we was we was hearing that song the whole entire time they was wrestling. And we we just put that song with them because they was wrestling and doing shit and, and we just it's associated with them for that. Okay, so I don't want to hear it as an if you want to say just an entrance song, natural born killers was an entrance song. It was a match song. Because they played it the hundred percent. You are a hundred percent accurate. hundred so percent accurate. I'm going with Living Fear with Bray Wyatt. I'm going with my pick. Everybody kind of said why, so we're kind of tied right now. But you mentioned the whole you throwing in there. Oh well, the you no, this wasn't used just one time. Like Brian's description of the Undertaker song, this was their song. Yes, when a New Jack match happened, that song didn't stop until it was until the match was over. But that's just that just added an element to the match that just made it even more just fire because it was like yo who can who does this who does this and it was literally anarchy in the arena every single time you heard that song playing rest in peace to to Wyndham and rest in peace to Jerome but I'm sorry, Cuban, Cuban Dre, Natural Born Killer, especially too my connection with ECW, my love for ECW. That that was the Wild Wild West where they played real music. Next, they played real music. Absolutely next, but we are tied. So anybody in the comments, here's your sixty seconds. Get this in there. I I feel your point, Tyrone, and you, as you said, you had a cot in the ECW arena. I would have loved every second of that damn song playing. I did. I ain't saying I'm not hating on the song. I'm just saying I'm using what I can to try to win this. Okay, stop beat. You know, <laughs> I'm using all my tricks of the trade. <laughs> you do. You, you're doing the big old. He's doing the big old Jamal. The my pick. The my pick. <laughs> <laughs> He's the, the my pick made it. My Knicks. Y'all listen, y'all, 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 y'all cheating though. Y'all cheating. We ain't cheating. We ain't Somebody cheating in the comments is influencing one of the other people on here. That's I cannot I confirm or deny. Well, you know what though? If if the comments don't come through in the next few seconds, we will hold this one off till next week. Or oh, wow. I will I will throw it up. On the tick, actually, no, I'm not gonna throw it up. And the comments are done, so we are going to hold this off till next week, and we'll come back to it. But we'll got to remember that it doesn't matter even if the score stays, because just one vote turns the tide on that one. Next up, that was a first, to be honest with you. That's never happened on any of our tournaments ever before. But next up, it's all about the game versus the. Fucking four horse, throw the fours up. I love Triple H's the game. I love Triple H's the game, but when I was going back today and listening to some of these themes, that four horseman one is just cold. 
That shit was cold as hell. The started off with the sound of the horses running the, in. The name of the horse, yeah, bro. And and, and yeah. Like yo, man, whoever was playing guitar on that murk that joint. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 going. I'm I'm putting the fours up. I'm putting the fours up, Tyrone. Yeah, I. I this is kind of hard. I didn't want this to be the, the matchup for Triple H, but um, you write about everything you said, but it's just, I don't know. When I heard that time to play the game, and I, it just it did something to me. It That's what made it hard. That's what makes this one hard. That, that, hard, that, hard. Horse, that horse thing didn't do to me because that was more that was more to me like, okay, it's a group, and, and it was more like they coming out. And, and the thing is, like Ric Flair had his own separate theme song, and he was the leader of the four horsemen, so that kind of like, so I'm going to just separate that, and I'm going to just say that for Triple H, for him to have that song be his thing, and he was the game, and the, and the water spit, and the whole, the whole entrance thing with it, with the water and the whole, you know, the, the mist and all that, I'm, I'm going with uh, Triple H in the game. I could dig it. I could dig it. This is, this feels like the, you, you can't go wrong either way type joints. This, this round for sure. Brian, again, another one of these matchups I don't want to pick. Um, I, personally, I prefer the My Time Triple H song. I'm I'm a diehard Triple H guy. I preferred My Time over It's All About the Game, but I heard It's All About the Game for so long that it just like it's just like that instant classic. And like Tyrone said, when when they came to that part with the spit, and he's like. You know what's coming, and you get that fucking spotlight. It just hits, and that full horseman theme—it's—it's it's fucking classic, man. It's like you said, whoever was playing the guitar on that song fucking showed out. I, I gotta go with Triple H on this one. I'm going with the game. That that fucking you know Motorhead vocalist, that voice is so distinguishing. That you you can't you can't not not like the Triple H team. So I got to go with Triple H on this one. Jamal, you I heard you say "damn" as soon as I called this one. Yeah, I'm <laughs> going. To, yeah, the Horseman because it's it's probably more nostalgic for me than anything. When when that the, that horse sound and then the, the footsteps and then the guitar came in, it's just when that Horseman came and you knew somebody's about to get their ass whooped. <laughs> Nothing good was about to happen. So. um I'm going with the horseman, fam. All right. We tied comments. Your time is now. Yeah, this this round here, this this matchup here again. I thought that blame, was next round. Blame the random. It starts off the game. Get yeah. Coach, um, your brother, your brother's back on your side. There's one vote for Triple H. Hey, uh, Jamal, you said when you heard the horseman, somebody was gonna get your ass kicked. Well, I think when I heard time to play the game, somebody was getting ass kicked as well. Okay, All right? Hmm. Just, just to put that out there, ass kicking. Somebody's about to get jumped. My bad. Somebody's about to get jumped. Yeah. That not lose a match. Your ass is about to get beat down. <laughs> that part. Thank you, Aaron Anderson, for the creation of the four horsemen. With, with that promo of the four horsemen of the apocalypse gave birth to what we know as the four horsemen and quick sidebar because we wait for this 
what was your favorite iteration of the four horsemen real quick uh mine was uh, tully tully orange flair and barry windham ditto yeah same yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i like that one yeah i like that one because the luger luger wasn't luger they tried they tried it wasn't it uh I do like the later incarnations with uh, Benoit and Mongo. I, I do like them. I do like that one too. But yeah, with Barry Barry Windham is just—he's another one of those special talents that people don't talk enough about. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Barry Windham was fucking amazing. Him, 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 and Bam, Terry, Terry Bam Bam Gordy. Like every time I see Bam Bam. Not Bigelow, but the first Bam Bam, Terry Bam Bam Gordy. Every time I watch him wrestle, I watch an old video of him wrestle, I just say, I in my head, I and I know the whole Confederate flag situation with them and all of that, but it was like, please don't be a racist. Please don't give please don't give me the vibe of I need to dislike you because that dude was so damn good. So good. And then go watch, go watch his uh his all Japan work. Like that dude, he was amazing, man. But amazing. Amazingly, I amazingly hate the random picks and this matchup. It's not, it's Jamal's pick, but I'm like you, Brian. I'm just saying it ahead of time. I, I don't want to pick here. But Jamal, you gotta you got the honors of doing it first. This one is mm, this one is this one is. John Cena's The Time Is Now versus Mr. Perfect Steven Song. Sam. I'm going to go with Cena because I, I, I see myself trending for all the shit that I grew up with first and giving that the edge to everything. <laughs> man, I'm a, yeah, man. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to take sentiment out of it. Damn, both. Damn. Yeah, I'm going with Cena here, bro. I wish I can give you a, 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 a detailed good reason why, but I can go any which way, either one. But I'm going to go with Cena here. Brian, product of your area versus Minnesota. Man, unlike Hot 97, there will be no New England bias when it comes to picking music. <laughs> uh, oh, I listened to that top 50 hip hop list. That was some bullshit. But um I'll say this about John Cena, right? The boy can rap. I know you were talking about this last week on the show. His album was actually pretty damn good. Yes, it uh, was. John got bars, man. John can actually fucking flow. But I never associated the time is now to that happy time when I actually enjoyed John Cena. I was the Thugonomics kid. I prefer Thugonomics, even though the time is now is a bit. It is a bit. The time is now is a better song, but Thugonomics just hit differently for me. Kurt Henning as Mr. Perfect. As a kid, I was obsessed with this dude. The first time I seen this motherfucker throw a football from one side of the field, the great video editing of the WWF of him running all the way across <laughs> to the other side of the field, catching that ball, bowling a perfect game. 
And there's something regal about the dun, dun, dun. it's like you're, you're in like a fucking orchestra if you put your headphones on and listen to that and you're just like dun, 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 dun. i gotta go with mr perfect i'm sorry john i'm going with mr perfect plus he's a tampa ray fan so damn it you made this you made you made this tougher for me tyrone he brought he yeah. brought out what you mentioned last week <laughs> When you when you mentioned like yo, you ain't picking uh, the Doctor Thugonomics. That's what I'm saying. I didn't. I, that's what that was my sole point. That that this was a better song, but that Thugonomics hit me different than that. I noticed. I noticed this is a better song, but that word life, the basic Thugonomics was like that hit me a little different than this song. And it, I don't know. I felt it a little more, even though I noticed it's a better song. But 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 my thunder was stolen because that's what I was going to say. That that. His name was Mr. Perfect, right? He was doing all these promos about being perfect. And then that music, dun, dun, and it hits you like that. And you're just like, this is perfect. Everything. Yeah. But so I'm going with Mr. Perfect. But here's the thing, though. I never wanted gum out of somebody else's mouth more than I wanted Mr. Perfect. <laughs> In my head, I always kept thinking as a child, when he smacked that gum, I'm going to catch it. <laughs> Still to this day, whenever I spit out a gum. piece of gum, I do the perfect. You just sold you sold my right. it, but but did you want to catch it though? In my head, I'm like, if I ever go yeah. back, so I'm gonna catch that gum. If you hit that shit far enough, I'm jumping up and grabbing it. Yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna do with it afterwards, but I was gonna catch it though. If you see the score right there, it's three. Tyrone, you because in my head right now, I was like, I can't go against the MOP opening a little fame, and then in my head. Your time is up. My time is now. You can't see me. My time is now. It's the franchise you're signing now. Like the lyrics was, the lyrics to the hook was running through my head. But Mr. Perfect, Mr. Perfect, my first original goat to me, Mr. Perfect. Anytime I play his theme song, still gives me some of the same chills as it does to, as it did then, that it does today. Well, you mentioning the damn gum spit and Brian saying exactly what I was about to say. Anytime I chew gum, if I'm in a, if I'm standing up, and I think in life I might have missed two or three times. Same. So I'm not as perfect. But Kurt Henning was perfect <laughs> until he did rap his crap. Get that shit out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Until he did rap is crap. Rap is crap is a certified banger. I stand by what I said. Hell no, but we'll give him the 30 seconds anyway because the vote's three to one. Yeah, man. I Mr. Perfect and me with professional rest. Like I said, he was he was formerly my number one all time. With you saying that, I'm gonna say this without a shadow of a doubt. I, I, I will never go back on this. Until unless something happens amazingly before I take leave this earth, Mr. Perfect versus, versus Bret Hart for the Intercontinental Title. I think it was a SummerSlam '92 or '91. It's still my favorite match of all time. That's still to me that's the greatest match I ever seen was that 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 Mr. Perfect and Bret Hart Intercontinental match. And you know what's crazy about you even saying the name of Bret Hart? You could get more. This is the greatest matches ever. With the name of Bret Hart attached to it, then you came with your boy. I'm say I'm just saying. 
<laughs> I'm just saying. I, I'm sorry. To me, still, you can say whatever. I don't. I personally, and the time is up. Take a I mean, take a take a Sean great match. To me, the best WrestleMania match ever was Owen and Brett. With all due respect to Brett, with all due respect to Brett, his matches were great. But did you feel something when he was pissed off? Yeah. No, that's what I. That's, and that's he was able. And saying. he was able to work with everybody. That's Shawn Michaels just making. made me hate him. No, that's my point. I was making. Who, who gave a fuck about Bret Hart? What did Bret Hart do to make you really care? Nothing. I didn't care God, about Bret Hart. Can I say one more thing? Brian, we could call the homie Carl and let's talk about how he felt as an adult getting the glasses put on his head. Oh, yeah. Agree with that. Agree with that. Here's here's the other kicker, right? Man, y'all cheating again. Y'all cheating again. Y'all letting him... You wanted Mr. Perfect's gum. Y'all letting him influence you by giving you material things. You wanted fucking gum. But if Mr. Perfect was a terrible wrestler, I would have took that gum, but I still would have said he was a bum. <laughs> but then here's the thing when it comes to Brett, right? As much as I love Brett, Owen was better. 100. As far as the other elements of the package, buy a hair. Buy a hair. But in that ring, uh-huh. there's a reason why he's called the excellence of execution. Oh yeah, he's right. Don't get me wrong. Bret Hart's a great wrestler. You know what I'm saying? But Owen, Owen, <laughs> I want to say Owen was that nigga. <laughs> Rest in peace, man. Go ahead, Tyrone. You was gonna say something before I pull the next one. I was up. just gonna say that Bret Hart's greatest WrestleMania match was the Iron Man match with Shawn Michaels, in which he lost. Okay, that 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 was his greatest WrestleMania match. All right, Mm-mm. to me. Go back and go go back and watch that masterpiece at WrestleMania 10, please. But you said to you, that's cool. We're moving on. Undertakers, Limp Biscuit, keep rolling. Versus, and it's my pick first. Into Sandman. I, the whole aura in Tyrone, ECW Arena, you've been in it, you've seen it. I don't give a fuck whose theme song it is. I don't give a fuck about how I feel about Metallica because they ruined Napster. Even though I like Metallica, but they ruined Napster. (laughs) Enter Sandman still to this day. And then just the man coming out with the cane, which I should have pulled my cane out of. I got a cane in my car, the kendo stick. They pulled the kendo stick, cigarettes, the beer. ECW into Sandman. That's my one of the easiest picks I can make this whole tournament. Go ahead, Tyrone. It's the easy pick for me because, like, I, I I'm kind of biased because I was in there live. I was in there, you know, when Sandman did that. I was in there, and it's and it's and there's no mute TV does not justify what's happening in the building. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And when that came on in the building and Sandman came out, it was it was just like it was nothing you could ever. It was just anarchy. Like it was like people going crazy. It was almost like a, a Michael Jackson type effect. Too. 
to an extent, you know what I mean? And, and um, I, I never felt that nowhere else, you know, at certain times. And the other thing is I'm picking feminine because I, I can't, the whole rolling thing just brings me back to that whole biker, dead man, Undertaker. And even though Undertaker made it work, it, it wasn't, it, it wasn't for me. And so that whole rolling, rolling, I, I feel like they were doing something to, to spruce that whole thing up a little bit. They were doing something to, like with him bringing out the motorcycles and stuff. They were trying to spruce that character up to me. And I think that that was all part of it. And I, I didn't really like that whole gimmick. And so that song for me is like, that's probably the worst on the list for me. And Ooh, yet ouch. our coach wizards, Taker, Taker versus Sandman. Taker versus Sandman. Yeah, and then again, we talk about memorabilia, memorabilia and catching shit in the crowd until maybe 15, maybe 20 years ago. No, no, probably like less than 10 years. Well, before I moved out of next door, I had a can, a Budweiser can from the Sandman crushed in the same exact crush points that the Sandman crushed it in. At an at an appearance on ECW when they came to Staten Island, yeah, I'm connected, Brian. I don't care what anybody says. Fuck production. Fuck laser lights. Fuck smoke. Fuck all of that stuff. The Sandman has the greatest entrance in any company in the history of professional wrestling. I have never been there live like you guys have, but. I will tell you right now, there is no entrance in the history of professional wrestling that gives off a better vibe than the Sandman coming to the ring. Anytime that chorus hits, he's cracking open another beer, smoking a cigarette, pounding half of the beer, pouring it into the audience, walking around. Like it was, it was like the ultimate party you want to be at whenever the Sandman walked out to that ring. I'm sorry, Mark Calloway, but you're a dead man walking right now. <laughs> oh, I like that. Oh. okay. Well, uh, that was my pick. <laughs> no, uh, no disrespect to, to y'all, to Brian. I, 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 I feel what you're saying, anything like, like that. But let me set the stage for you. Um, 1999, over here at the State Theater in Trenton, was my first live ECW show. I never watched ECW like that before. And um, I got to see back-to-back matches, which was changed my, just turned my world upside down with Sabu. And the final match was Sandman. And when that theme song came on and Sandman came out, changed my whole perspective on everything. So I don't have to go against my own pick, man. I'm gonna go with Sandman. And I, Brian, I agree with you 100%. That is one of the dopest, most iconic, Ring entrance songs you could be not not to mention that's one of Metallica's dopest tracks. I, it just everything was set up with that whole act to succeed, man. So I'm going against my pick. I'm going with Sandman. Yeah, clean sweep, clean sweep. Telling you, my pick should make it all the way to the final, but I'm not touting that as my pick because you get the first go, Tyro. I mean, uh, Jamal. These two are my picks up against each other. Adam Cole, in my opinion, his best theme, AEW is all about the boom, versus RVD, Pantera, Walk. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, easy one for me, bro. It's RVD. 
it's almost too easy. I and let me see something real quick. Okay, good. Because I was about to say, if this was up against Anta Sandman, I'd random disrespected, but <laughs> it's not. Bro, it's if not. it was up against Sandman this early, I would have pieced out. Yeah, I think the tournament <laughs> would have shut the tournament off. It would have been over. Go ahead, Brian. This one's hard for me because personally, I love all about the boom. I love RVD coming out to walk. I'll never forget, you know, my boy in uh, middle school, we would tape trade because he lived out, his uh, family lived out in New York. So he would always get a lot of the ECW tapes and bring them back here. And, you know, I was getting some of the stuff over from Japan and we were literally trading off. And he was like, yo, check this out, check this out. And RVD, whenever Walk would hit, it was like a good minute before Van Damme even came out. And that entire fucking arena was just screaming and singing along, the double thumbs everywhere. Then, you know, Rob just walking out, high-fiving literally everybody on the front row all the way around the arena, just taking a sweet fucking time. And then when he got in that ring, it was like he just came through the fucking curtain. You know what I'm saying? Because the pop when he got in the ring was just as loud as when he walked through the curtain. And to me, Walk played a huge role in that. Man, this is... This is tough. Uh, I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to go with Adam Cole because just because of the fact that this song too, and I know I'm, I'm old school. I like, you know, actual numbers and stuff, but the fact that this song that was created as a ring entrance made it to like number one on iTunes for rock and roll is a big fucking deal. So I, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Adam Cole, even though RVD is again, another one of my top five. I'm giving this one to Adam Cole. It probably went that high because of me because I used to play it at least once a week going to work every day. <laughs> uh, uh, Adam Cole's joint, Tyrone. Um, I'm not even gonna um, be on here and be hypocritical, okay? I got rid of John Cena because I believe that John Cena had another entrance song that I thought was better than the one that was on this list to me. Even though I know the song was better, but I felt like I, it hit different. And that's the same thing I'm doing when I go when, and say that I'm going to pick Adam Cole because Walt was great. And I and I, and I I enjoyed it and I loved it and everything. But one of a kind for Rob Van Dam hit different for me. It's a good song. I, I, I don't know. That one of a kind, I, I was into that. I was doing the whole, I didn't like Rob Van Dam, but one of a kind had me doing the two thumbs thing. And I didn't mm-hmm. even like that dude. So... For me, this is not the best entrance that he had. And so I'm going to have to vote against him. Not me. To me, this was the second greatest vibe in, in entrance theme music. Like, to honestly, like, ECW had it on lock because they were using licensed music. Illegally. Yeah. Illegally. But they were using licensed music. Now, if you try to play them on the WWE Network, the shit that they do is atrocious. Like thinking back, what they, what they what they gave to the gangsters for is, like, what what like non-black person chose this music to represent the gangsters? The guy who's the new but producer I'm, of Busted Open. Uh, yeah, he yeah. the guy who's the new producer for Busted yeah. Open is actually the guy. His name is I think Paul Ehrlich. He's actually the guy who went and took out all the music from ECW. WCW, old WWF, and had to put those generic ass songs on. Well, with love 
and no disrespect, but fuck you, Paul. <laughs> no, I get it. It's about that money and paying for the license. Damn, but no, Gina. But nah, nah. Rob Van Dam's walk. Rob Van Dam, Pantera walk. I mean that it's it's a song that you could just play on the humble as just regular music. Is yeah. So, you know what? Back to the timer. I took it away. Sixty seconds on the clock. It's on y'all, people. Are y'all getting Rob Van Dam up out of here early, or is the the young the young Shawn Michaels, the better version of Shawn Michaels, Adam Cole? Better version of Shawn. The better version. The better version of Shawn Michaels. Wow, the hate is real, bro. As a human, <laughs> I ain't saying the ring. As a human, I don't know Michael Hickenbottom. Michael Hickenbottom might be an okay guy, but Shawn Michaels, no. But Adam Cole, phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. Great song, but it's not better than Pantera. But I feel y'all points. Shots fired. And Dina with the save. RVD. Oh, oh no, we're still going. Oh, it's no. another tie because Tyrone, your brother, decided <laughs> to ride with you. Don't go out there and try to make a fake account to get another vote in. <laughs> and Ty, right, y'all the ones guess, cheat. Y'all the ones guess, who cheat, not me. Guess what? And Miss Dominique left, but. Yeah, we're gonna have to move this on next week. Two, two in the same tournament. What mm. kind of bullshit is this? It's our well, best tournament ever. It's my, it's my pick. You know where I'm going, just off GP. I'm actually gonna go sexy boy over Latino Heat. It's more <sighs> iconic. It's far, it's far more iconic than than rest in peace to Eddie Guerrero. Y'all were shocked. I know you were. This as much as I was annoyed as hell by that. Uh, I think I'm cute. I know I'm sexy. That See, now is we the should, whole. But, Wait a but minute. We should, there was two different parts. There was two different versions, right? Yes. Well, he sung both. Yeah. So no, nah, Sh- Sherry did. sang the original version. Right, and nobody, you didn't declare. But I, well, I guess we're taking the the heel version with with him singing it, Tyrone. I'm taking the version with him singing it. Not the Sherry version. Even though Sherry screamed in the beginning, Sherry screamed, but but they still kept that though. Even in the version that oh, he yeah, 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 yeah. So so yeah. You know what, but this this is easy for me because Derek Hunter, you're late. The um Latino Heat was a cool song, but it didn't have no impact like Sexy Boy. Like what are you, what are we talking about here? Yeah, you yeah. You know what I mean? Like Sexy Boy. Shawn Michaels had just became Shawn Michaels. He just got finished doing what he did to Marty Jannetty and broke the Rockets up. And this man had, and he, Dan, this is what I'm talking about. That song made you feel sick, made you hate this man. And that's what he was trying to do. Absolutely. So at the height of Shawn Michaels, he was being the most conceited, most ignorant, most sexy, most everything he could be. And and this worked right with him. Sherry screaming in the beginning and him having Sherry on the song. It's too much to... Not beat Latino Heat. I I I totally agree, because if you're a great heel in the business, that is exactly what you're supposed to do. Go ahead, Brian. That's why he the goat. The goat. But, uh, it's a no, lamb. I, He's a fucking sheep. But no, <laughs> um, with all due respect, of course I'm going Shawn Michaels. Still to this day, I sing that song. 
You mean to tell me, Dan, not one time in your life you never got out the shower and had a towel on? Just looking I was the about to say, is that what you do to Dina each and every day? But no, I that's have why not she voted. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's why she's the goat. That's right. <laughs> nah, but, uh, nah, nah, of nah, course, nah, I gotta I go. Let's do this. I have to pick Shawn Michaels just off the fact that my older brother, who like he watched wrestling occasionally, I'm the diehard fan in the, in the family. Still to this day, he'll walk up in my house or I'll see him and he'll start singing the sexy boy theme. It's the one wrestling theme song he remembers. He knows that song start to finish. I don't know how. My brother's damn near almost 60. Still sings that song to this day. <laughs> so I got to give it to Shawn Michaels. Jamal. Yeah. I love that Eddie Guerrero song. I, I thought that shit was iconic. But yeah, it's... Shawn Michaels' sexy boy is more iconic. It, it did what it's supposed to do. It helped sell his character. It got under your skin. It made you hate the motherfucker. It riled you up. It, it's got to go to HBK. You see, y'all, y'all made Shawn Michaels brought all the boys and the girls to the yard. Ew. Everybody's loving Shawn right now. Ooh, now this one. You think you know me. Edge versus... Seth Rollins, visionary. Jamal, mm. this is a tough one. I'm actually mm-hmm. appreciating this random now because mm-hmm. these picks, for the most part, have been pretty difficult. It hasn't. I mean, there's been a couple washes here and there, but not that easy. Edge. Wow. Yeah, damn, Seth Rollins joining is dope, but Edge, I'm a huge Edge fan, so there may be some bias in there, y'all, I ain't gonna lie. That's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay, Brian. Question on the Edge song, is it the original You Think You Know Me or the Metalingus on this day I see clearly version? I, that was the one that I think I was thinking of, or were you thinking of that too, Tyrone? Yeah, when we, when we were kind of yeah. helping them. Yeah, I was thinking um, of the metalingus. The metalingus one. All right. Uh, shit. If that's the case, yeah, I gotta go. Edge. Uh, mm-hmm. Seth's theme is fire. The sing along is great. But I understand now why people say you know this is one of the greatest theme songs of all time because it just fits Edge, man. That energy he comes out with, running up to the crowd and you know building up, and then. You know, after all these years of him coming back, that whole chance to feel alive with the hands up, I got to give it to Edge. Dina gave it to Seth. Tyrone, you give it to? I give it to Edge because I just want to base it strictly on the song. And if I base it strictly on the song, Edge's song is way better than Seth. And even the interest with Edge with the energy is way better. And I think we kind of... uh we're kind of a little bit biased on the Seth thing because the you know the oh just the crowd jumping in and we sing it, but I think that's it. I don't think we really even give a fuck about the song for real. I think we're just waiting for that oh so that we could just participate, so we could feel like a part of the show. But if you just listen to the song in itself and the interest in itself, it ain't that great. It's just that 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 it, it provides for that audience participation, and we get into it, but. The song as a whole, I don't think it, I don't think it compares to Edge's song for real. This is the battle of at one time two of my least favorite wrestlers that I've 
Edge, I've grown to appreciate Edge? more over the year. Yeah, I wasn't a big, I'm more of a, I was more of a Christian fan than Edge. And I know why Christian, you don't like Christian, that Brownie. Christian, Christian is the better wrestler. Seth Rollins, Brian knows this because he's been a part of this journey when I used to call him Neck Rollins. He's turned me around about three or four years ago. That dude puts on masterpiece performances almost each and every time he goes out to the ring. But Visionary, I blast that in the car way more than I've ever touched Edge's song. Legitimately riding through the streets with, with that song playing. And the only the only knock I could give it, it's losing right now. It's It's lost to Edge. But the only knock I could give it is the the oh, it doesn't go on long enough in the song. Like like it should have looped a little bit longer because then it cuts to the drum part that that, that little breakdown real quick. But then the burn it down like I'm sorry yeah uh, it's 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 Seth but. Since it's only about, uh, winning by one vote, put it on the clock. I, I will say this though: the whoever did the production on Seth Rollins' track, phenomenal fucking job. Like, mm-hmm. I grew up with two brothers who are like, you know, they're hip hop heads, but they're more rock heads than anything else. And like, I can appreciate the guitar, I can appreciate the bass, I can appreciate the way the bridge is set up. Though I can appreciate how they broke it down for the oh, oh part. Like, it, it's a really, really good song. But compared to Edge's song, it's a big difference. Yeah, and I could dig it. This is another one of those flip-flops of, like, either one can go, and it's mm-hmm. okay. You know what I'm saying? It's just about that next-round matchup. Who do they face the next round? But this one, yeah, for me, for me, it was Seth. Eddie. Like I said, I, I legitimately play it in the car. You know, hey, I legitimately, yeah. With your whole Edge and Christian thing, right? I, I was adamant in telling folks that Christian was better than Edge all the way around. He was a better wrestler. And I thought Christian was better than Edge on the mic, too. Mm-hmm. I really... So I didn't understand why Edge became the superstar of that of that group. I still don't get it to this day how Edge became what he became and Christian kind of played that background because I thought Christian was better on the mic. They called him Captain Charisma. And yet Edge got a push over Captain Charisma. Like that didn't make no sense whatsoever to me. Well, 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 look at it, look at it in, in this uh aspect and with a little bit of retrospect. Y'all favorite of Shawn Michaels was the second best wrestler in the Rockers. <laughs> That's blasphemy. <laughs> Marty Jannetty was considered the better wrestler at one time. Yes. The better wrestler at one That's time. That's very true. Do, do you know but, how the Rockers but, but broke but up? The, but the, I remember it all. No, but no, again. no. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about the real story, not, not the case. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, I'm going to tell you the real story. They was in a hotel room. Marjorie and Shawn Michaels in there. And, and your boy, the wrestling legend, Roddy Ryder Piper, went up to Shawn Michaels and said, I've watched you, kid. You're going to be a star. You need to get rid of that dead weight over there. And that's what started the whole thing between them breaking up is because Oh yeah. Rowdy Piper told Sean he was a star and Marty Nelly was dead weight. So I don't Coach. know what I don't I don't know what y'all were seeing, 
But Roddy Piper, um, I'm going with what Mr. Piper said. Okay. No, and I could dig it, and that is. In mo in many cases, sometimes usually that's what I mean. If we were to sit here and break down a lot of these tag teams, Harlem Heat, though both of them were phenomenal. Stevie Ray could be looked at as the dead weight, or I.e., everybody and even to what I understand, wrestlers of today hate the term, but Stevie Ray was the Genetti of the team. The Steiners, Rick Steiner, who was the one who was wrestling first. Is the Genetti of the team. You know what I'm saying? Like every tag team has that one. It's just weird that, like you said, with Christian, Christian wrestle-wise, he's another person, even still to right now, can put on a match of any style and any kind with anybody. Mm-hmm. Edge, the WWE system. That's why I hope that, it, that with his contract expired and we don't know what his future may hold. I would love to see him somewhere else. I've always said this about tons of WWE talent that have been WWE lifers. I need to see them outside of. But Coach Wizard, your your vote was a little too late. Unfortunately, Edge had to move on. I'm sorry. But speaking of Piper, Rowdy Rowdy Piper's bagpipes versus the godfather's whole train piper played the bagpipes piper quite possibly played his own theme song i'm going with one of the goat heels of all time and rowdy rowdy piper tyrone i hate it hate it hate it piper song in a good way i hate it piper song because as soon as i heard them fucking bagpipes as a child i was like oh here he comes <laughs> I knew the Piper shit was coming on or Roddy Piper was coming out and I didn't know why. I didn't want him to talk. I didn't want him to fight. I didn't want to see him. I hated Roddy Piper. You know what I mean? And so when that song came on, that song did something to my soul, to my spirit. <laughs> so to make me feel like that, I have to put that song uh, above the whole train. And on the second part, this whole train song was terrible anyway. And I don't know why it made <laughs> I don't know why I was picked. I don't know why it's out here, but either way, Piper was going to win for me because I, I mean, I, still to this day, me just thinking about it, I'm getting a little sick right here, right now. <laughs> Brian? Aside from Sandman and the beautiful people, the Godfather had the greatest entrance <laughs> of all time. <laughs> However, <laughs> it is the worst song of all time. I got to give it to Piper. But if we were voting based on entrances, the Godfather would have won this whole tournament. Just saying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, now Jamal can explain why he picked this. Okay. That wasn't right. Dog, I love the Godfather. Just just for the reason you stated, Brian. Um, but if this shit was funny as hell. The, na- the, ho- the name of the song, The Whole Train, is like, it, it just, that's just classic attitude error. No <laughs> fucking boundaries wrestling. You know what I mean? No fucking boundaries, bro. And they were real uh, strippers. They were real Sam, strippers. Not that shit was fucking them. hilarious. Yeah, a couple of them because, were wrestlers. Because I was gonna say some of your favorites. I think some of our favorites might have been in them whole trains too. I think that's right. Yep, yep, yep. But if he was going against anybody but an iconic titan, then that theme song, them bag, them fucking irritating bagpipes, uh, I would go for the Godfather. But I go, I gotta go with Piper, man. 
Uh, anybody in the comments, real quick, I'm not putting the 60 seconds up because this is a clean sweep by us. But anybody in the comments, if you want to chime in right now, then go ahead. But if not, it's okay, to be honest with you. Piper moves on. We got four more matchups oh, left, and then we're God. finally fucking done. Oh, sorry. It's your pick, Jamal. You go first in this freaking bloodbath right here. I hate, I hate that I had to click random so many times now. Holy shit. I hate this. I hate this. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it a lot. But I don't have to pick first. Study long, study wrong, nigga. Damn, <laughs> I'm trying to separate, trying to separate the icons from their music. You know what I mean, and not just go with the icon. One vote. And I know sometimes energy. their presence and what they meant to the business at that time amplified their music. They could have walked out to fucking polka music and the shit would have worked. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but I'm, I'm gonna go with Mark Henry here, man. I'm separating the wrestler from the music, just going with the theme song. I'm going with Mark Henry, man. <laughs> Conway Liddy said, sexual chocolate. <laughs> yeah, baby. Shout out to Mae Young. Rest easy. Damn. Had Mae Young's hand. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my only problem with, with the Road Warriors right now, right? Unless you're going on YouTube, it is impossible to find them coming out to Iron Man anywhere. Mm -hmm. And that, for me, hinders the fact that I can't give them the vote. Mark Henry, Somebody Gonna Get Their Ass Whooped, is the perfect song for Mark Henry. It was like the perfect vibe, the walk to the beat, the Three Six Mafia production, and this was right after they came out with Hustle and Flow and did all of that stuff. It it's a perfect fucking theme. I gotta give it to Mark Henry. Somebody gonna get the ass kicked. Somebody gonna get the <laughs> ass whipped, Tyrone. I the the reason why I picked this is because when we started doing it, I, I that's how I remember the road wars. I'm sorry. I that WWE road wars with the red spikes. I, that's not how I remember. I remember them down, 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 All down, black. down. You know what I mean? That's what I remember. You know, and that just that sick. just stuck with me. But I'm not picking them. I'm gonna go with Mark. You know this was on my list already. Mark Henry, this was on this was one of my picks on my original list. I had to give it up to Jamal, but this was one of my picks, and it's because at that time. Mark Henry was in a space where he didn't have no place in the WWE. Like he was, he was on the verge of being out. He didn't have no gimmick. He didn't have nothing. And and for him, he he used this song. And and when he said it, he meant that shit. He meant that shit. When somebody's gonna get the ass kick came out, and Mark Henry came out, somebody was getting the ass kick without a doubt. Mark Henry. That's when he became the monster. That's when he started destroying folks. That's when he had that big uh, whole thing with the Undertaker. And so I felt it. When he came out, I felt that that was real. And, and that song actually, like, I think that song gave him a little bit of a little uh-uh-uh to his, to his character. 
it, it didn't only incite us, it pushed him too to say, okay, I'm going out here, I'm wrecking shop, I'm kicking some ass today. And that's how I like to see it, and so that's what I'm going with. Yeah, clean sweep. I, it's hard to go against 3-6 Mafia. Like I'm going to explain to you later, Brian. But <laughs> Mark Henry for the win. Cody Rhodes King motherfucker. Cody Rhodes Kingdom versus Macho Man's popping circumstance. Uh, and I'm first. I love you, Cody. I got to go with the graduation music. <laughs> there's nothing there's nothing like coming out and seeing the him coming with the one finger twirling around Miss Elizabeth strolling along behind him or without Miss Elizabeth with his uh sherry scary sherry whatever no fuck it's, it's macho man go ahead Tyrone listen let's, let when we talk about macho man please let's not bring up sherry okay it's it's Miss Elizabeth we ain't we don't gotta bring up those Sherry years. That's no, it. no, I, man, don't nah. disrespect fucking Sherry. I'm not disrespecting Sherry. I'm just saying when it comes to Macho Man, I don't want to bring up them Sherry years. You go. don't hold, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry, don't Brian. Like I them. see you. I see you. But you don't like. You didn't like that. They they were like that first toxic relationship on TV. Uh, <laughs> what you mean, Macho Man? And they, they, toxic now. No, no, not. But not like on some like. Punch you in the face. I love you. Smack you, bitch. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> like, you aside, that was, I'm going that with, was the vibe. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Macho go. Man because, like you said, nothing. Like you said, it's the same thing with the, with the Roddy Piper thing. Soon as I heard that, dun, 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 I'm like, oh shit, here he comes. Macho Man's coming out, and and, and then he came out, and, and he came out, and he, like you said, that finger wave and that point into the crowd with that robe and the, and the stars on it. And then Elizabeth was glamorous. Every time walking behind him, it was just the whole interest with Elizabeth walking behind him being glamorous and him pointing that finger in that star robe. I can't, that entrance was amazing to me. And I, I don't even, know. I don't know what you did to your camera, but it fit with the whole finger wave. Because you, you you just had this like like this this aura around you, this glow. Oh, <laughs> that it, just... started, it started to rain a little, I think some drizzle got oh, on. Okay, okay. But okay. um That's but yeah, cool. so I'm going I'm going with the macho man and uh I'm waiting to hear what Brian got to say about Sherry because yeah, Dina, Dina voted. Yeah, he put his hand voted. up. He couldn't even wait for me to finish. He put his hand up. I, I was gonna, I was gonna throw out gorgeous George just to be an asshole. <laughs> but, uh, but no, no. Um I feel bad about this one. Because with all due respect, and as iconic as Pop and Circumstance is, it's the graduation song. It's like <laughs> as great of a song and how it fits Randy Savage. I heard that shit when I walked across the stage. It, it, it just it dilutes it. Because when I hear that song now, I think about the 45 minutes. I got to wait until they get to the L's. All right? <laughs> so... Thanks. As much as I want to go with this, I got to go with Cody and the Kingdom because Kingdom is that if you really listen to the lyrics of that song, it exemplifies what Cody has gone through. Yes, when he does. left WWE, he was like, fuck that. I'm building my own kingdom everywhere he went. And you got to remember, Cody didn't just go to Ring of Honor. He didn't just go to New Japan. He didn't just start AEW. He hit up every local 
independent in the entire country, if not mm. the world, mm. with this song. This song, like like uh, the Lisbon just said about um, Mark Henry's song, it gave Cody that presence of being a main eventer. You know what I'm saying? And not even just the whole whoa thing that people just started catching on to. It was like, you know, the line of my father said when I was younger, hard times breed better men. It's like that song to me just hits perfectly. It's the Cody is the only person who could use that song. And even the story that he's going on right now, trying to quote unquote finish the story, it suits him so well. Like the moment he wins, if he wins that title, that song is just going to be like his battle cry. You know what I'm saying? Your choice, of, your choice of words with suits. Your choice you of know, words with suits. Cody, wearing the suits. It, it fits him perfectly, so I got to give my vote to Cody. Jamal? Mm -hmm. Macho Man. The graduation song, man. <laughs> not, not another one of them tunes. It's like, oh, wait. It's like you heard that you heard that song come down, especially for most of his career, and you expected a victory. You know what I mean? That it doesn't, it doesn't matter who he was going up against. You expected it. You knew a victory was coming by ill-gotten gains if necessary. Yeah. 60 seconds on the clock or 65 seconds on the clock. Conway, if you want to vote, your votes count. Dina already made her vote. Her vote counts. We got a few seconds left. Yeah, it's... it's it's just funny how it being a graduation song could spin it for a vote and then it could turn around and or not vote. Right, right, right. <laughs> and Conway adds on with the Macho Man. No more need for the 60 seconds. Randy goes up two votes to move on. We're almost there. This should be a clean sweep. Jamal, it's on you. Gold Dust. I believe I don't know if it was called Shattered Dreams. I know the move was called Shattered yeah. Dreams, but Whoa. Gold Dust Steam song versus Broken Glass from Steam C. Wilson. Yeah, Broken Glass, man. Everywhere people pissing on the floor. <laughs> can't take the smell. Can't take the noise. Got the roach came out your book bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who told oh, him that that was okay? Shout outs to Big O. Shout outs to Big O. Listen to a couple episodes ago when we talked about it. He said his story. He said, yo, that, yo, that, I felt that bar, man. Conway <laughs> Brian, this should be, uh, I do, I do enjoy Goldust Steve, similar to like the discussion that we had about Mr. Perfect, but when that glass shatters, somebody was going to get fucked up. Mm-hmm. Tyrone. I picked Gold as a theme because I felt like, and I'm gonna be honest, I didn't think that it had a chance of winning this, but I felt like Gold Dust has been getting disrespected on a high level across wrestle talk and across all of wrestling. And I just want to give my man some props. He was a great wrestler, and I want to. And his theme was great to me, and the Gold Dust and that whole thing. But come on now, I mean, the broken glass, you can't. He can't beat that because, like I said, he, I was not really a Stone Cold fan, 
because of what he did to Shawn Michaels in the, in the WrestleMania with Mike Tyson and all that, that, that soured me on him. But here's the thing. So with not being a Stone Cold fan, every time you saw, every time I saw The Rock or Triple H or Shawn Michaels or anybody in that ring, and I heard that broken glass, I was like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It took me down. It, it fucked me all up. Because I'm like, the rock is killing it tonight. And then you hear that, and you're like, oh, shit, here he comes. You know what I mean? But that shit <laughs> fucked me up. So I got to pick the broken glass, man. Yeah, I picked it too. Easy sweep. No more votes necessary. Last round for today. We damn near almost went three hours. It's been a long time since we did that. Man, listen. We just seen Jericho perform Judas live at Wembley Stadium. Versus when JYD used another one bites the dust. <laughs> Go ahead, Dan. Waiting on you. Sylvester Ritter gets my vote. What? This one's tough. I love Judas. This I just if tough? if if my if my vote is a sympathy vote for JYD, then so be it. That's where uh, I'm at with it. Can we get no, no, you're not getting that easy a cop out. Can we get some more? Can we get some logic on that? Can we get I don't is it just is it, is it a sympathy? Confirm no, it, that it, it's a sympathy vote. Confirm it, that. Well, when the rest of y'all vote, that will be said confirmation. No, 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 no. <laughs> you capping out on that, bro. Because you know ain't no way. Ain't no way. No, I'm so I, I I love JYD. We all know I where love, I'm going I on love, this. I didn't even think that song was that great of a song. I don't think JYD, I didn't like that interest. I didn't like his little dumbass little knee dance. None of that. None <laughs> of it. There was nothing good about that entrance at all. He wore a chain around his neck. I thought that was a little bit off-putting to me. I don't want to hear it. I'm, I'm, you know where my vote's going. Just put it on the thing and, and go ahead, Brian. I did. <laughs> I mean, damn, because... I, I agree with those sentiments. It's like I thought we were gonna put Thump up in up in there, the JYD. No, thump but Thump Thump would have been that, that was a loss. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but with all due respect to Queen and another one bites the dust, dude, he walked out and the entire crowd sang Judas word for word without an instrumental in the background. I gotta give it to Chris Jericho. Conway Liddy, JYD. Um. Mm. Yeah, I'm going with uh, JYD. What? Mm-hmm. Wow. How is this possible? I'm stunned myself, yo. Like, really? not not looking yeah. for not looking for sympathy, not looking for bias, but I'm stunned myself. So, 60 seconds goes on the clock. Oh, 65 seconds goes on the clock. And and it's yeah, it's you know it's yeah the magnitude of what. Chris Jericho has currently. I mean, it it just adds to the star power. It adds to the Jamal. legacy, the legend. Jamal. Jamal. Even better, even Jamal. better, the fact that it's his music. Yeah. So he ain't got to worry about the copyright claims. What's up, Ty? We didn't get... I need an elaboration, my man, because you can't just throw that out there. You can't just do that. and just. The, yo, the... the, the uh, Judas by Jericho is, is dope, but... Uh, JYD or JVD, as the Sheik would say, that theme song was iconic <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> 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 Sorry, man. 
it was that kind of got the regular song like on the radio. And it can't, it, it, hey man, choice of song is huge, bro. <laughs> he chose wisely. When you when you think of but when you think about JYD in that era, another one bites the dust fits because it literally was yo. He was a dog. His junkyard dog is gonna bite you. He's gonna bite I your know. ass. Hey, yo. Time went. <laughs> yeah, you had to turn. You ain't say all that when I asked you. Don't try to jump over the mall Nah, well, no worries for y'all. JYD is going to probably lose the next round, which next week we'll have. It ain't no worries. Judas is out. First round, Judas is out. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the junkyard dog, right? Like, oh man! Look, I ain't the yeah. only one that chose the JVD. <laughs> <laughs> well, next week, next don't no worries, Conway. You said I won't be voting for a minute. Kiddo's bedtime. Well, you came at the right time because it was close towards the end of the show. JYD versus Steve Austin next week. Mark Henry's versus Palmer Circumstance. Edge versus Rowdy Roddy Piper. We have to finish the Adam Cole RVD versus Shawn Michaels Sexy Boy. Mr. Perfect versus Enter Sandman. The game. And we have to finish Living Fear versus The Gangsters. Filthy Annals versus NWO. And Hogan and Vince. That's a Ooh, that's that a that's a, that's that a funny one. Hogan versus Vince. <laughs> Absolutely. Father and son battle. So that's that, Brian. Thanks for coming through as always. But now let me explain to y'all. So let this past Wednesday on Codex Prime, I was able to guest with the homie Sean from uh, I forgot the, the book club that he does, and then Lou from the BX came through a little late. They did a a a, thir- a round of thirty two producers tournament, but I had to clarify to them because if y'all know me, I'm a stickler when it comes to that word producer. You know what I'm saying? While we talking producer as far as production of the whole record, or are we talking beat makers? They clarified we were talking beat makers portion of production. And so the most controversial one, which happened to be the second matchup that we talked about, 3-6 Mafia versus Dr. Dre. And surprisingly enough, Three Six Mafia made it through over Dr. Dre. Dre got the first round exit. I explained this because when you talk about beat making and Dr. Dre, though you can go to his early, early, early NWA and the Posse Jones, his early NWA stuff, most people were mentioning, but what about the Chronic? Chronic 2000. Most of Dre's later life production was him doing the producing of the record, the compiling of the talent who tapped out the beats. He got Melman, you know, uh, um, DJ Yella, uh, 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 what's the other the dude, uh, DJ Pooh. He had a crew of beat makers, and then the, the homie Sean mentioned Mr. Porter. Um, a couple other names, Scott Storch, other musicians. This is why Dr. Dre did not make it out of the first round. Because 3-6 Mafia, it was Juicy and Paul who made them beats. Dr. Dre, 
took credit for all most of them beats. Even um, I forgot I just sent it to Carl the other day. I was listening to Drink Champs. They had Warren G on. One of the joints, a few joints on the chronic, Warren the chronic, G. Yeah, made, Warren did. Warren yeah. G made and didn't take credit for it. Because, like he said, yo, in that era, it was just yo, I got you on the work. We family, I right, cool. It wasn't about the business, it was about the creation and the creativity. When you look at them credits, it'll say Dr. Dre, but you gotta dig underneath and see. A lot of that other production, other a lot of the people that was on them records making them beats was not Dr. Dre. But if it wasn't for Dre's masterpiece, masterful ear, we wouldn't have those sounds that we have now. But that was the logic behind why Dre made it, did not make it out the first round. And that's why I specifically asked, because when I asked them, is this producers or is this how people call beat makers producers? Because if this is producers, why isn't Puff in this tournament? Respectable, but you're wrong. Hey, whatever. We'll take that. The shit's over. The goat, the goat won anyway. Jay Dilla won anyway. I was gonna say I still haven't listened to the entire show, but I I I just heard about that first round. I'm actually listening to the show, man. Yeah. The goat won. So if you do, please go support Codex Prime Podcast as always. Those are the homies, Victor and and Carl. I I still haven't made my way up there yet. I know I said I was supposed to. I'm still trying to figure out where I can get time because, like I said, Tyrone, a nigga is getting forced forced on overtime during this week into the 12 to 8 shift, going home and coming back to work in the same freaking day. I hate it. (laughs) That's why my week sucks. (laughs) but all in all we'll be back next week hopefully we get more of the people from the Blackfinity Gauntlet panel I know a bunch of them had a lot of shit to do today you know definitely pay-per-view in hand other people had other shit to do I'm going to throw it out there I hope we can have the whole panel on we can fit 10 people on here but until then Brian you know what to do Uh, again as always Dan thank you for having me on to the show uh it was it was finally great to finally talk with the listener. I've been watching your TikToks for the longest times. They are fucking hilarious and amazing takes. Um again, thank you for allowing me on. You know me, I love to talk pro wrestling in all aspects of it. Um yeah, and uh UWO, we will be live tomorrow on Facebook. We will be discussing all in. We were discussing, you know, the passings of Bray and uh Terry Funk and uh a little bit more. Like we usually do on the show, we're free form. We have fun. Uh, we'd love to have everybody tune in and give your opinions on it. Uh, phone lines are always open, and uh, yeah, till next week. Pay attention to that burial of the week too this week. But y'all know the oh, order, oh. Tyrone. You um, know how to pass show, around. I, I can't even front and say that I'm not disappointed that uh, all the guests that I thought was going to show up here didn't show up here because I, I like to tear people asunder. You know what I'm saying? Um, I appreciate once again that y'all had to cheat the beat because y'all know how your boy gets there. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I understand. I'm gonna let you slide with that. And I did. I didn't cheat. I didn't know my brother was gonna jump in here, so I can't talk. I can't get on you, Brian, because my brother jumped in. So you got excuse. It's only fair. I, <laughs> might jump in for me too. 
So I'm gonna let that slide. But all in all, man, I enjoyed the show. I appreciate um being here. Thanks, you guys did excellent as well. Brian, you I I love to talk about wrestling and I love to welcome another person back that's knowledgeable that know what they're talking about and can have a good opinion and also not get mad when I bust him up. Yeah, I mean, I like all that. (laughs) Jamal, so are you. Oh, wait, I want to say this. Jamal, I think that either me and you kind of look alike or because we have the most blackest names on the panel that Dan was getting really confused today because he must have called you Tyrone about seven times. (laughs) I forgot the order. Yeah, it's my bad. (laughs) It's my bad. It's my bad. No, man. Yo, uh, Brian, appreciate you coming on, fam. Excellent chopping up with you. Um... Let's but you know you already know fam. It's all love, man. I, I love with you on the show. Um, peace to Big O and TJ, which they could have been on. Peace to the mayor. I love ch- chopping up wrestling with y'all. Every time I chop up wrestling with y'all, I feel like I, I, I get an education. Um, peace to all the listeners. Um, everybody who followed the show, who commented and helped with some of these choices. I'm looking forward to going more extensively into the into the tough matchups uh, next week. You know, as usual. Uh, Peace to Ishtar, peace to Disabled Planets, peace to Ill Magic. Word. Peace to TJ Big O, as always. I don't know what happened with Big O. He just didn't respond. TJ, hopefully he made the safe. Oh, oh yeah, the feds got him this week again. (laughs) (laughs) TJ, hopefully he made it back. Safe flight from L.A. You know, he hung out with his daughter this weekend. Um, But, yeah, Blackfinity Gauntlet, November 3rd to the 5th. At J1 Con, uh, please be there. Shout outs to Shayna Hill, shout outs to the homie, uh, Decent, and shout outs to Haven. All of them be a part of this panel. I did reach out to two other people, one person didn't give me an official word yet. The other person is trying their best to come from Texas. Um, yeah, man, Brian, you already know Jamal Tyrone. If there's anybody that can match. Or best me, especially best. He could best me because of my ten year gap in watching. It's mm-hmm. it's him. There's that very very few out there that rival, like just the what, what, when we talk like the inner parts of wrestling, not just the fandom part, but the inner part. Like this, this guy is my one rival, and it's not even a rival. You know, it's it's mega powers activate like type shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So shout outs to UWO. Shout outs again to Carl and Victor hey, Codex Prime. Well, I resent had that. I resent that. I ain't gonna lie. I feel like you're, I, I got I'm in there. You're coming, you're coming into the fold. We're still again, we you're still we're still getting to know each other. We're still getting to know each I'm other just, in this. I'm process. just comp- I'm just number one, and I just can't accept no nothing less. <laughs> <laughs> And, and you know what? Because of no shaming in this era, no shaming, it is okay that you feel that way, my brother. <laughs> Again, <laughs> we are all champions. We, yeah, right? Everybody gets a fucking trophy in this show. We out. Peace. Peace. <laughs>